ago. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is a brand new episode of uh, Steamly. Actually, re uh, re refurbished uh, Steamly. Uh, Mac Black, the person that runs uh, Press Red Studios, decided to give me this show. So, if you are listening to the audio version of the podcast, I am the new the new voice of the show. And if you are watching the video version, if it ever comes out, uh, I am the new face. I can stir down down into your soul. And I decided to change the format of this show. It used to be a... Uh, actually, we used to stream this uh, back on YouTube on that channel. And we realized that we don't have the capabilities yet to run this as a as a, as a live stream show. Like it's uh, like Linus Tech Tips does. Because uh, that, that's, that's Mike Black's main inspiration. And I also get topics from that guy, uh, from Linus Tech Tips as well. However, Steamly as a show doesn't change. It's going to be a gaming slash uh, technology podcast. But I decided to change the format where we really go deep down into one subject instead of having a couple of topics and trying to jump between one another because me and Mac realized that there's so many things that we can talk about something for just an hour and a half. So I said to them, I want to completely change this topic. Just give me this show and I will do it. So my name is Eric, aka Eric the Fan One, and I also want to introduce guests from outside of Press Red Studio, like today. Hi, yeah, I'm Luna. I go by the name uh, X Lunaris on Twitch. Uh, um, Eric is one of my friends, so thank you very much for having me here. Uh, I'm a both PC X console player, not console player anymore, I'm afraid. Um, I've had uh, about six years of experience playing Overwatch. Um, my master's flex support is now trying to get good on DPS. I am not currently good on DPS, <laughs> but uh, I have uh, a lot of experience in the game. I love, uh, you know, experience coaching different teams and tournaments. So uh, we'll be. I'm here to uh, assist Eric and uh, Steamly in uh, conversing about Overwatch and. Yes, because our main topic, main topic, main topic of this episode, ladies and gentlemen, is is Overwatch Two, a failure of twenty twenty two. If someone doesn't remember, Overwatch Two, Overwatch Two was launched on October the fourth, uh, October the fourth on, on uh, yeah. twenty twenty two, uh, open beta. It was actually called an open beta, yeah. which is hilarious. Open beta PvP. Uh, yeah. Finally, the meme was dead. The meme was dead. Overwatch Two actually existed, being being announced back in 2019 before Jeff Kaplan left. Rest in peace, Jeff. Um, I mean, that's, now we that's have. Different. Now, that's all now, different story. <laughs> yeah, that's all different story. Now we have Aaron Keller as a as a as a top director, and yes. we as. We have quite a lot of different experiences. We've been, I've been playing the game since 2019, personally, on console and then switched to PC. Um, again, Overwatch is yeah. it's it's truly neg- it's truly in my heart because I I started playing uh, FPS games, first action multiplayer games on on in Team Fortress Two. In like 2010. Oh wow! Uh, my one of yeah. my cousins, because I never have brothers or sisters. My one of my cousins installed 
Steam and then Team Fortress Two on that PC, and I just oh, grinded, I, I grinded I Team see. Fortress Two uh, back mm-hmm. in the day from like 2010 <laughs> to like 2014. It, I remember these yeah. uh, these days. It was incredible. I <laughs> I played so much of it, mm-hmm. and then I come uh, over to to the UK. Wasn't able to get a PC for a very long time, and I yeah. was able to get myself a PS4. And then I kind of yeah. jumped between different games. I ended up playing Paladins, which is a free-to-play uh, hero-based shooter from yeah. Hi-Rez for a very long time. But then into like 2019, when I got myself Modern Warfare 2019, uh, straight away with uh, obviously the mm. PlayStation Plus subscription to play online. And I also got myself Overwatch uh I think the better was a like not legacy legendary edition because it was like for like very cheap because it was on Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I mean, then... I think a lot of people actually came from Team Fortress Two to Overwatch when it launched, which makes a good point of um, you know, if we later on speak about which people are now newly joined to Overwatch, seeing that Overwatch Two has launched, um, I think there's now a completely different crowd as compared to the crowd that joined in 2016. When Overwatch uh, was first properly brought out, absolutely from my and, uh, from my and, perception, uh, that is yeah. Yeah, and also in 2016, all the people that were came from Team Fortress 2, especially the pros yeah. like Seagull, um, Team Fortress oh, yeah. 2 esports yeah. scene, Team Fortress 2 esports scene to this day, if it still even exists to some extent, was actually just yeah. community run. It was all mm. done by the community. The price pools were always what I seen was two thousand, three thousand dollars. It, it, it wasn't yeah. big, but it was run by the community, and Seagull was a big part of that. And he was known as a projectile yeah. god on that game. And then he comes over to Overwatch and just becomes a Hanzo god, mm. a Genji god yeah. at some point, and then just becomes like a, yeah. a junk crack connoisseur just just because of how incredible he was with projectiles. Um, I mean, the thing and... is, esports, uh, you know, esports in general has just, um, it, it, it kind of, I would say improved, but it generally has developed as a scene and as a profession. So if you go back like 10 years ago, I think, or even 15 years ago, you know, you had, uh, there was somewhat of, there was an esports scene from my understanding, but, you know, like nowadays we have universities offering um, esports as a study subject, you know, people being introduced to esports within marketing and business, and especially countries like South Korea, for example, you know, investing really, really highly into like the esports scene and into this market, just it gets monetized so much more. So now you have like a higher, you know, you have higher price pools, you have more competitors, you have people doing this. Um, you know a lot less casually and you have an actual job you know if you are like a professional player just like someone could could be contracted playing football or you know basketball or anything like that for a sports team you can now be contracted playing you know uh playing a game within esports as a player or as a coach as a team manager and all those kinds of things i don't think that was necessarily the case to just to that extent uh, 15 years ago not quite as much as it is now and then obviously for, for what i know. recall for i'm recall because yeah. i was a because uh, hey, i was kind of uh a huge fan of uh virtus pro back when they had a polish csgo mm. roster 
with Pasha Biceps, Snacks, yeah. Taz. Yeah. And these guys started out in CS 1.6. And yeah. when I was looking down onto like footage of back then, the highest mm-hmm. level of that position that is like like we could say that's necessary for having an esports team was to be a team coach. There yeah. wasn't there wasn't any um some sort of um, assistant coaches. <laughs> there wasn't any specific managers. There was when you are a you were like a leader of a team. Obviously you had obviously the players they had their own roles, like in game roles. Yeah. But the highest yeah, yeah. outside of that was being a team coach. There wasn't zero yeah, psychiatrists. No, that like like let me put it with perspective. The highest uh, highest refresh rate monitor of for CS one point six and early CSGO tournaments was seventy five hertz. And back then yeah. the high the only thing that you can be, like highest when it came to an esports team, was to be a head coach. And then yeah, they actually, evolved. Yeah. I mean, CSGO, like CS Esports is a great example because CS was one of the first games to actually make a proper esports scene. And to this day, esports, uh, uh, CSGO Esports is used as a baseline to build up on new esports, esports orgs yeah. and like new esports scenes. So, and as I seen it to progress, uh, seen the progress for a very long time, uh, Ashalas. Yeah. Ashalas was the first ever CS:GO team to be like, we need the psychiatrist. We need like a esports that uh, no, a sports psychiatrist and a therapist. There was that they specialize in yeah. uh, talking to professional athletes, and from that oh, yeah, it's one, a it's a section of sports, uh, sports yeah, psychology. Yeah. So psychiatry, uh, so for anyone watching, I study psychology, just to explain a little bit of the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist, because there are confusions. So a psychiatrist has studied medicine. Those are medical doctors. Uh, They go through, you know, whatever the, the yearly requirement, typically it's about six years of med school in their country. And then after they finish med school, after they finish studying medicine, they then specialize in psychiatry as a medical profession. So that's the difference between a psychologist, a psychologist. So you study a bachelor's of psychology and then you can continue on with a master's and a PhD and or a PhD and do your doctorate in, let's say, clinical psychology and forensic psychology, whatever it is you want to do. And sports psychology is one of those fields that would then also be interesting uh, or is becoming more interesting now towards um, uh, towards uh, esports, right? Because yeah. it is a type of sports. But those people um, are not medical doctors unless they have you know, studied medicine. Uh, so just to yeah. just to to put that distinction out, a lot of psychologists tend to be like they can prescribe and they can diagnose, but they will they will work under or with a psychiatrist because they can supervise uh, the prescription of medication, for example, and know they know the physiology of the body more. They know the interactions between medication, and then obviously uh, psychology is also heavily research based. So a lot of psychologists. Yeah do research you know would then also be doing research in esports for example to you know to measure things like you know is there a correlation between reaction time and like eye movement for example among other things you know 
That's quite. Yeah, that's really, really quite the interesting. Eye to no, no, no. Was it eye to hand coordination as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, when Overwatch League was starting out, it was stairway standard. Although the uh, the orcs and the teams that were either founding or launching a brand new team for Overwatch kind of kind of meant to have that standard, if I remember correctly. I mean, they they had to pay up twenty million. In the first season yeah. of Overwatch to play, and then it's actually funny. Uh, I did some research. Quite a lot of teams are being founded uh, by different organizations. So, Misfits Gaming, if I remember correctly, mm. they found they found uh, their founders of of uh, Fusion. If I remember, no, not a Fusion. Um, oh damn it! Now I need to like look it up. I don't want to. Was yeah, it? Yeah, not yeah, fusion, no, not fusion. Um, oh, who was J3 for a content creator before he left? Because I know he left recently I for wouldn't... Luminous. Oh, Florida Mayhem. There you go, Florida Mayhem. The the they are being founded by Misfits Gaming. NRG themselves are founding uh, two esp- uh, two teams from Overwatch League. I know that one of them is San Francisco Shark, and it's like. Mm. You know these big massive orcs. It's just, uh, and obviously everyone knows that Cloud Nine is a full-on owner, if I remember correctly, of uh, London Spitfire. Uh, so yeah, London Spitfire has so. been yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the full thing, and that's the standard that they had to go in into the into the esports. Which, if we are on the topic of uh, Overwatch esports, let's carry on before we get to the actual game because yeah. it's, it's a it's a big yeah. part. It's a it's a big part of gaming nowadays for for an online shooter. I mean, well, I got I got we... my list. I got our yeah. list in front currently. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's a lot. So for anybody watching, obviously, we've been thinking about a few things to to talk about in the podcast. And I think the number one problem, or not really problem, but I guess the we, one, we number have... one complaint we see online is people complaining about ranked and the matchmaking system. Yeah, and then yeah. Overwatch League kind of. It... The thing about esports and like how we link it back to the actual product is by seeing the behavior of game, of of players, right? If if the if yeah. the esports scene is upping off, it's having huge numbers. People are very inspired by these pros to play. Like for example, yeah, I think not now, but I remember this very very well when first round of LGS uh, Apex Legends Global Series came around. The yeah, first yeah. ever LAN that was hosted in Poland, actually. I remember that very distinctly. Okay. That was the most sweatiest time of Apex Legends I think I ever seen in that experience. Because by that time, they already launched Ranked, and people yeah. were grinding to get Apex Predator. I never seen such a sweaty lobbies yeah. in my life. It was like they they were fully recreating LGS and professional battle royale battle royale scenario. Yeah. It was like five, six, seven teams in the last circle. Like it was on land. Like it was on back on professional mm. games. Which is that's how yeah, professional yeah. BRs are being played anyway. They play for survival and the crescendo or the ending of the game is mm. the most important part because it's five teams just fighting because they have no space left. Which, yeah, to be honest, is... yeah, yeah, which is uh, w- which is the thing. But going back on to Overwatch, the problem that we had yeah. see, with Overwatch back in the day, we uh, if there was a meta 
played, which is the most optimal composition, uh, team composition you can pick. If it was run yeah. in in Overwatch League, like goats so, back in so for 2018. Anyone, for anyone not knowing this, uh, for anyone uh, not knowing this, meta meta stands for most effective team comp available. Uh, yeah. So the idea, I, I feel like we need to introduce this for people who might not know what this is. So a lot of people will go onto Overwatch and they, you know, which is perfectly fine. A lot of casual players will go onto Overwatch. They look at all the mass amount of different heroes. I should mention Overwatch has oftentimes, uh, if you compare it Five, to a lot six, of other plus. games, more, yeah, more heroes than most other games do in like FPS games. Um, and they look at, at, let's say, three, four, five heroes and think, oh, this one looks really cool. And which is completely valid and that's completely fair, but they will pick a hero based on, you know, how fun this hero is to play. They'll pick a hero based on how cool they look. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of players, especially girls will sort of, I feel like, you know, look at if a hero is like cute or nice or pretty or something like that as well. And that's a lot of responses I've gotten from players when I ask, yeah. you know, why, why are you playing this hero? But if you go and you play in a higher elo, or if you play a little bit more, you know, competitively, a bit more seriously, and especially in, in like esports, you can't do that. You have to pick like different balancing patches will always come out from time to time from developers to um, change certain aspects such as abilities of the game or of heroes in the game and this will change which heroes are better or worse in that aspect in you know in a higher in a higher higher environment so you'll have you know you could have uh, you could play overwatch in, in february you know you have like a sojourn mercy meadow because sojourn can one tap with Google mercy and you could play it in, you know, I don't know, like, let's say November in the future, and all of a sudden, Sojourn is not good at all anymore because they nerfed it to the ground. So just as an example, so this is why in higher ELOs, people need to play, typically need to play something closer to a meta, if not strictly meta, in order to have equal games. So this is what we're talking about, uh, yeah, just to give like the... a bit of an introduction for anyone who yeah. doesn't know. Which is fair. Like, there's nothing wrong with playing the game casually and just picking heroes that you like because you like them. But we're trying to address a bit of both here, uh, given that you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, the casual, casual community. Yeah. It, obviously, they they pick characters what they like. But w yeah, when yeah, it yeah. came to when it came to uh, Overwatch League and the way how they played season by season, you yeah. tend to see the behavior. Like we said, in the higher ranks of grandmasters, high masters, and top yeah. one hundred, they will force that meta. They they will be like, dude, switch, switch. We are you running Overwatch to. League. We are switching. I mean, yeah. I mean, to some extent, that worked for the first season of Overwatch of uh, the the first season that we had for Overwatch two for for Overwatch League. I did see I mean, quite a lot of Winston's. Yeah. I did see quite a lot of Winston's yeah. before we discovered that Hog is just better. It, 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 I will be honest. But, but at that the was... time, at the time, people yeah. were easing into the game. They didn't know yet. Like, at, you know, at, and, oh, this is this is the thing. Like in Overwatch One, anybody and everybody would go into the game and have no fucking clue of what's going on. And now yeah. we have people who go into the game who've never played this, and they're just joining now. A lot of new players just joining now, where Overwatch Two is released. Uh, into the pool of players who have been playing for quite a uh, amount of time and who are quite serious about you know the about playing uh and and you have this mix up you know 
uh, of yeah, players <laughs> having completely different different attitudes and also TikTok towards, uh... is sharing misinformation about the game uh, yeah. I never I, I mean... I've, I've seen some terrible takes uh, over oh, God, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the launch of which 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 I will pull up some of them in the future but what I'm really saying is <laughs> is if if the esports scene is healthy engaging and there mm. is a big fan base for it the game mm. benefits from having a bit more recognition because 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 it, yeah. it does like i got introduced to counter strike as a game through esports i didn't get mm. eternized yeah. by myself i heard a little bit about it but then as soon as i found that versus pro they had a full-on polish roster with with incredible players, they also with they had quite a lot of charisma, charismatics, and they were just funny people to watch and laugh at when they were doing interviews because they didn't take themselves seriously. Yeah. That's what involved me into World of Counter Strike. And currently, I have one hundred and like thirty plus hours on my Steam account that I have right now. But like, I don't grind yeah. CS:GO anymore. But it, it, it is and Overwatch League um, flats a Overwatch content creator who actually worked in Overwatch League before he became a content yeah. creator overall because he, he said that he didn't like the job and then he decided to stream and uh, he blown up to, to a person that he is as a stable content creator. He's a great guy. That's that, that I picked up yeah, the game. Definitely. I picked up the game back in 2019. He started his career back in 2019 and then him and Emong were uh him they were dual queuing into tank and they were forcing Ryan Reinhardt back into the hard uh double shield matter. Yeah. That was the funniest videos I ever watched in my life. But see but see <laughs> Flat actually was addressing uh something really important that I wanted to address during the podcast. So uh, there is the recent, um, was it uh, the recent scandal? The recent scandal with Overwatch League. Um, was... he's addressing he's addressing a lot of things, but one particular thing is where you were saying about countering, and we were talking about meta. Just to get back to that really quickly, see the thing. Uh, since obviously the topic of the podcast being the problems of Overwatch Two or some of the issues of Overwatch Two, Flats has a fantastic video up where he was explaining how um, because now you know that there is only one tank. Um, you are actually a lot of the time at a disadvantage if you win the first team fight on tank, because oh, yeah, which now because of the five percent damage. Yeah, because now let's charge. say, yeah, I'll not go too deeply into that because anyone can literally just look look at the flats explain that. We will in talk about it. We will well. talk about when it comes to comes to yeah. gameplay perspective itself. But I really wanted to yeah. end on that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. On 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 the esports stuff because. I yeah. watched. I watched recently some of Overwatch League. Recently, when when okay. they were when the when Kirico and Winston were meta and Dallas Fuel won, won that season, yeah, there wasn't any anything interesting. Again, I live in UK. You live in UK. The time zones, yeah, are really were killing Overwatch League in certain regions because I like Overwatch, mm. but if I want to watch Overwatch League. I would have to stay up all night to watch it. That's just impossible. That's mm. just I, I can see the first match. I can see the first match. I can see the first match, but then I can't watch yeah. the rest of live watching. I am that I would have to sit up to like five, six AM. I did the match. I see, I see, yeah. And I see that I, I love be, watching it, it too. And yeah, I, I like get the that. Europe the, the Europe side, the Europe region of Overwatch is really, really lacking when it comes to that. And like Overwatch uh, yeah. as a as a as a spectating 
spectating mm. thing. If you're a fan of the game, of course you're gonna understand something that is a bit advanced. But I think mm. I think Overwatch right now as a spectating game became much more easier because of five v five. But that's again that's a that's another topic. But I think Overwatch yeah. League from a broadcasting perspective, if if someone does is a broadcasting or just looks at it and like thinks if it's good or not. It's yeah. nice colors, nice animations, everything's clean. The casters have personality and there are people and there are casting this with energy and incredible things and all the thing all the small events that they do between the games. It's it's also incredible. Like they were like I mean, <laughs> they, they were inviting they were inviting voice actors from the game, being like, Oh, just do some yeah, fun voice yeah. acting. It it, it it was incredible. I watched the highlights, but it 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 feels like the format is kind of dying on itself. Like you you can feel like that the format of Overwatch League is so old. I mean, you kind of know what you expect. The structure yeah. of Overwatch League right now is something that I seen back in 2019. That's something that I saw back in 2020. I saw that exact same format back when it was a hard. Sigma Roadhog yeah. meta, and I saw San Francisco Shock won that won that season. <laughs> but see, but see, so there's a few things. There's a few things you were mentioning. So first of all, I think in terms of the region, it's very difficult to justify everyone or like to satisfy everyone there. And I do believe that there is um, still a lot more interest uh, when it comes to um, watching esports or generally in esports from either NA regions or from uh, different Asian Asian uh, regions. So the problem with the EU is, I feel like that the EU there there are people like you and me who enjoy you know who enjoy watching it. I would sometimes stay up at, until four a.m. and I know it can be really really you know frustrating, but uh, I feel like most of the time when Overwatch League is running, it is running from midday to nighttime, yeah. uh, just in, on different days. And I think that just some of the most anticipated games which people will end up watching some of the most anticipated matchups will be typically streamed i think at a time where most people like the 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 bigger target audience is going to be you know it's going to be available so if there's more people interested in the topic in na than in europe then you know it makes more sense for them to broadcast it um in favor of where there's more i don't know if that's what they're doing don't get me wrong i'm not sure if that's how I'm they're guessing, doing it but i'm guessing it personally, i'm guessing i'm guessing personally that they yeah. are um they are just like their target audience is it's na slash asian because oh, yeah, 100%. There's, there's, uh, there's, yeah there's not enough like, uh first of all there's not I, I enough think, promotion of esports yeah. here at all i mean there are there, yeah. there's a german tank player for uh, for Cloud9, if I, if he still plays there, yeah, Poco, Poco, a great diva player from Poco, France, yeah, yeah, Poco, great mm. diva player from uh, from uh, from France. There are players from Europe, but the region itself, it's not Definitely. being shown enough. It, like yeah. the fact Kester, that Kester had... is Swedish. He had, yeah, exactly. Is Swedish, and you got to imagine he had to. I think during the Countdown Cup, uh, the start of the Countdown Cup, he had to play on lag on like what 120 plus uh, MS lag because he was still in Sweden 
Uh, yeah, yeah, they when, had to fly online. When, that was... yeah, and then after that, he moved to California because obviously he was playing, he is still playing with the LA Gladiators. So, yeah. you know, there's, if you consider that, you know, like a lot of single agents will have to move for their esports career, oftentimes overseas, yeah. uh, partly because there isn't that much here, at least not in Overwatch. Uh, Valorant is a completely different topic, um, which, you know, is something that I would like to compare it to because there's another really, really big topic, um, which is women in esports uh, being completely underrepresented. But Valorant Riot manages to, you know, include women in a particular women's esports league and even hosts it in Europe. You know, they were in Berlin, they were in Turkey, uh, you know, so... It's definitely doable. It's just, I think, a branch that is now starting to become a bit more of a thing uh, for companies to invest in that, unfortunately, companies haven't invested in enough just yet. Yeah, uh, um, yeah no, that's, that's, a, that's a good yeah. point to make just yet. You know, majority. It, it more comes down to, to the overall gaming um, gaming market and how it was like presented over the decades yeah. at this point, right? But... Th- that shift, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Cloud9 has a dedicated Valorant, Valorant female, female-only roster. The exact same thing with NRG. I think they're either building or it's already built, um, uh, and so forth. But the, the, the thing about yeah. Overwatch League, it's, it's, it's so annoying to some extent if you think about it. Like you want to be a fan of Overwatch, mm. you're in Europe. The, the time zones are not in your favor, and you yeah. know. You you know and you and you also get benefits from watching Overwatch League, right? But because you don't get that benefits because you have to watch it late night. So if someone doesn't know, you can earn yourself Overwatch League tokens by just simply watching the stream and making sure that your Balnet account is connected to 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 the to to oh, uh, sorry to YouTube. Um, yeah. Which by the way, by the way, that deal back in the day that Blizzard, Activision Blizzard did with YouTube was it, mm. it killed uh, it killed Overwatch League with viewership wise. But they had to do it because of money, and not only just Overwatch, yeah. uh, Call of Duty League is also streamed on YouTube, and it's very hard apparently yeah. to enjoy um, Call of Duty esports altogether because of that. But going yeah, back yeah. to you as a Europe. Uh, person from in the europe region you really have a difficult time to actually experience uh experience the esports and i can really feel it when you when you play in those ranked games you feel like nobody is playing i don't want to say the correct correct way because that's not the way to put it but in the in that passion competitive sense where you feel like people are trying when people play it, it feels like a lot of people are self-taught which the game itself is kind of like you have to learn it yourself or reach out for external uh external resources from consecrators and so forth but you can feel it that on eu nobody e- wants to use communication well, nobody cares no, i can't fully cares agree about- i can't fully agree <laughs> Like, feel, okay, like, okay, let me let me I am a tank player yeah. that joins into VC and sees one person. One person that joined that VC. I got right, myself right, right, a VPN. Right. I got myself a VPN to play on NA servers and I see all five yeah. people actually trying to come. Okay. They don't understand how to okay. use communication yet, but they understand that they have to use it to win games. 
<laughs> okay, let me let me. This is this is a quite this is quite a big quite a big topic. So let me yeah. hear me out on this. So first of all, there is that is true. Europe obviously covers a lot more different uh, countries, nations. Uh, you know, different languages uh, essentially. Yeah, as well. oh, so, I forgot to mention. You know, that, obviously yeah. people. Yeah, obviously people. If I, I'm if I'm going, you know, like I'm bilingual. I speak German and English fluently. But, you know, I don't speak French, I don't speak Dutch, I don't speak Italian. So obviously, if I go into voice chat and people are talking to me in French, Italian, Turkish, uh, Russian, whatever it is, um, I am only able to respond in English or German. So if I, you know, if, if they don't know English or German, then there's a lack of communication, which was to an extent addressed uh, by a blizzard by Here's changing... Uh, yeah, using the ping system and changing the notification wheel, which is, I think, an amazing um, addition they put. So something that I, I have a lot to complain about, Blizzard, but honestly, that's something they did really, really well. However, I will say that I have played in pretty much every single rank uh, that there is up to like 4-3. Uh, although, mind you, 4-3 was mostly in scrims. The scrims are a completely different environment to comp. Um, although actually now I play comp in that elo as well. So yeah, let's say anywhere above four three would have been scrims. Um, so comp I only just have for context up to like four three at these numbers we are referencing to the old yeah. Overwatch one system so, which it had full on assigned. Uh, okay. Four thousand was a barrier to break in and to get yeah, to the highest know, rank, which was grandmaster. And then if we, when we, when I say when I when I say that I played in two point four scrims, I mean I played in a in a scrim lobby that was uh, high gold, low 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 plat. Exactly. So low so platinum. addressing addressing this addressing this right. I've I've played I've played in basically every single rank that is from like bronze to. Did gym. you hit top five hundred? Uh, yeah, I hit top 500 a couple of times. So but, you played um, only on, on, top 500 is only, actually counted on... as a separate rank, by the way. It's actually, it, uh, top 500 it, is yeah. counted as a separate well, rank I've not, I've not done it recently. I've not done it recently. I've hit it in Overwatch 1, so, and I've only hit it on support. But that's not that's distracting it, from the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Okay, So the point I'm trying to make is the fact that um, the, the whole thing about communication. So in it doesn't matter now if this is Overwatch 1 or Overwatch 2. I feel like up until Diamond, you have a very, very great, like a very large pool of completely different players. Just, you know, players as their personality, their intention of playing being vastly different. You can have someone who's just joined in the game, who got placed in, I don't know, silver or gold, you know, is now platinum who's very serious, who's done, you know, who's, who's looked at loads of educational content. Maybe they've reached out to a coach, a coach is coaching them. They will have a lot more knowledge, but perhaps someone who's, you know, diamond could have grinded to diamond on a few heroes that they like to play and is, you know, skilled enough, has picked up the, the game for those particular heroes enough to reach diamond, but hasn't actually, um, you know, acquired a vast amount of game knowledge outside of what they used to reach diamond with so this is one thing then the second thing is that um in the past because obviously as eric explained there used to be a number system to determine ranked and 3000 was diamond yeah so uh 3000 was diamond and 3500 was masters then 4000 was gm and then from gm it was 250 uh steps so which means that up until diamond everybody could within a thousand uh you know levels of points of sr queue with one another from 3500 so from masters 
you could only queue of 500 SR difference with people. And then from GM, uh, Grandmaster onwards, it was 250 SR difference. Yeah. So this is not the case anymore, exactly like it used to be. So they broadened, Blizzard told us that they broadened the, um, the SR gap uh, the MMR, the SR gap, essentially, just as a uh, as an explanation, SR stands for st- skill rating, whereas MMR is uh, matchmaking rating. So that's your your basically your hidden SR, what your game, what the game thinks you belong in, and the SR is your your actual rank that you can climb up in. Now the issue is, is and this is relaying back to the point of communication. Typically, you have because you have such a different pool of players you can be in gold and have someone who's pink diamond you can have someone who's silver with you it, you know it's it's a quite a, it's quite a broad level of of players that you have and it's some of them might it's not be that's what yeah, it is. But, but because and also because there are now so many newly joined players you have a lot more casual players now in the game in most of those low elo ranks than you used to have in the past. So in the past, in Overwatch 1, towards the end of Overwatch 1, you, you saw a lot more people taking the game a bit more seriously. So you would go into gold and a lot of the games, you would still have some form of communication in like gold, plat, low diamond. Uh, now there's a lot more casual players back into the game. So it's a bit of a dice roll on whether or not you're going to have uh, communication. That said, if you do play in Masters and above, you will get back to those people that approach the game differently. They approach the game more seriously. They want to communicate. They want. To, they knew, They know how important comms and callouts are, and they will communicate more. It's just that most matchups anywhere below Masters, and this includes Diamond, do not have that. And even in Masters and even in low GM, even some gm lobbies you will have people not communicating but typically those people those people have the amount of game sense and game knowledge to sort of make up for it which obviously in the lower elos you typically do not um so it is is a vast 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 difference of who you are encountering in a game now in let's say the elos that most people are in statistically which is you know silver gold is i think the most most, most people, I believe, are in silver and gold. And then you have um, a percentage of people in bronze. And then you have a percentage of people in plat, which is probably com- used to be somewhat similar. And then obviously it narrows the higher up you go. But there's more people in diamond now, obviously, than used to be three years ago. Uh, and there's because obviously, you know, it keeps going up. Like, you know, like a couple of years ago, you had no one above four or five, which is like high mid mid GM now. Uh, mid to high GM now, uh, and as the game develops, so do the people. But yeah, now we have a lot of new players who joined. Who, uh, you know, should also be given a chance to actually ease into the game uh, without being absolutely shouted down in voice chat. Even though I can understand it, it's really frustrating for all of us that have played for longer. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. so it this is, is why bro. I think they needed they the, the MMR reset that they did has now caused a completely uneven matchup of players that know more about the game and players that know less about the game who just happen to be in a similar elo similar enough to be queuing with each other yeah. um which which yeah. gets me which uh, which gets me to ask you this question do you think that in yeah. in in overwatch do you think that we mm. like in the game itself 
do you think that mm. we get enough um uh what was it um some sort of uh marketing about the esports side do, do, when you when you get into mm. overwatch right do you yeah do you see overwatch league do you do you like <laughs> it's to. out front out to. front and like it used to be like like it, it was full of marketing you were like no overwatch league you can watch it now you can stream now like i remember you you had mm. but uh, i don't know I, I think it still is to some extent i i don't know you had live yeah. scores showing in in the game client oh, yeah, you did you did and then yeah and then you were able to just go in and watch that match from the game it will obviously it will kick you out to your browser but it was sick like it was sick like in the game client you were able to press the link and then that link will open up onto your browser and you were able to watch it and that was sick yeah, but i yeah. don't see that anymore i don't think so i don't think so the esports marketing mm-hmm. side of overwatch when it comes to its own esports it's it's mm-hmm. it's so small and minimal it's like it's like blizzard wants to kill it on purpose it, it feels like being I don't think that's to, the case. I, I, I don't like it feels I don't like I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that they want to kill it. It just feels like it. It feels like they on purposely it feels like they don't want to give it the recognition that it deserves. Or when they do it when they do it when they do it, it's just like they do yeah. it in the wrong avenues. It it feels like they, they are missing the mark. They're like we need to do I mean, marketing, they have, but they don't they do it the way really, that they should be. Like, they, Eric, think about it. They've just had a really bad Overwatch League season. Like, they were being flamed. Uh, teams were being flamed to the absolute maximum because they did the first Overwatch League, the professional league season with Overwatch 2, even when Overwatch 2 wasn't out yet for the actual players, yeah, which was, was the betas. a marketing yeah, idea. Yeah, it was a good marketing idea because you basically market Overwatch 2 at the same time as you market Overwatch League by telling people, oh, look, you'll be able to play this soon. Yeah. From that aspect, I understand it. It's just that the, the, obviously Kiriko wasn't released yet and they had the, the yeah, massive the first, the first Junker Queen so, meta. Yeah. It was Junker Queen. And because Junker Queen hadn't been, as a character herself, not balanced enough yet, first of all. And secondly, there was no second tank anymore. So that was a big difference. And thirdly, there was absolutely no counter for uh, the, the anti uh, effect that Rampage gives, where it's essentially anti means that it denies um, healing from the enemy team for a certain amount of time. Uh, Kiriko was released in at the start of Overwatch 2, the, the first season, who has a Suzu ability, which essentially cleanses that, right? Uh, also, thank you so much for the follow. Uh, yeah, but which essentially um, uh, essentially cleanses this. So this was not yet released uh, during the first uh, Overwatch 2 Owl season. So you had this hard junk queen meta, where Junker Queen was dominating, you didn't have a second tank to make up for a potential tank diff, uh, which is still the case. If there's a tank diff, it's incredibly hard for the team to make up for it if it's quite significant. But you also didn't have a counter for it on either of the other two roles. Uh, yeah, Chantel, thank you so much for following. Um, but yeah, you see what I mean? That wasn't the case just yet. So Overwatch League... Uh, in its first Overwatch 2 version, was so heavily tank-dominated that people were just complaining about it. Even players were complaining about it. Um, And you had a team that had one of the, if not the top players of each role, 
gladiators, the gladiators had the yeah. top players in each role, you know, scoot on, on, on the main support on the break, uh, Shu on Ana, they had Kester on uh, Tracer Genji, they had Padifan, they, for the time they had Anz on the hits gun, um, yeah. and they were absolutely getting dominated. Not to say that it was because of Reiner, Reiner was on tank, but Reiner did have a really difficult time on tank on the Junker yeah. Queen against other tanks. So even having the best other players in the other roles did at this time not make up for the huge imbalance that there was. So I feel like it did cause a lot of negative stir, and I think they might be wanting yeah. to tread a bit lightly now. You know, I mean, they're, they're, there's been balancing patches that haven't necessarily been balancing the game. Let's you know be real. So I yeah, feel like before which, which they can we'll market Overwatch League, yeah, before they can yeah. market Overwatch League like they used to before, they need to actually balance the game so it is playable to that extent in a similar manner. Uh, first, I think. I f let's end this uh, this mix <laughs> mix match of an of an esports discussion with something that sure. I uh, I wanted to really address. Um, okay. So as of January eighteenth, on a on a uh, on an article that I just pulled up to just to yeah. make sure on dot uh, on dot esports, um, Overwatch League teams yeah. are reportedly uh, seeking coll uh, collective legal action against Activision Blizzard for losses. It's okay. Yeah, something inc like I I heard of like I just remembered that, but I remember when this came out, it I, I was surprised because. During this yeah. whole entire thing, we I learned that the teams had to pay up twenty twenty million dollars to play for the league, and now majority yeah. of Overwatch teams are losing money. I mean, be, previously before yeah. that, there were scandals of like the teams hiring six players. Turns out there was five players and the coach because they couldn't afford the coach, mm. so they had to put him as a player. Player. It was. I mean, it was something yeah. incredible. It, 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 it I, I couldn't believe it. Like the stay of yeah. the stay of uh, of uh, was uh, incredible. And now Overwatch League teams are collectively throwing a lawsuit. The, 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 there's, I think. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to find what teams now, but I heard there were like five teams already going at it. I the thing is, you have to imagine this comes together with the lawsuit that Blizzard already has been dealing with. Which, if people who are aware of this, and I, I'm, I'm going to put a bit of a bit of a trigger warning in here. Yeah, it's a trigger uh, warning. Is, yeah. yeah, so there, there uh, was. I'll, a, I'll, a I know, case. I know, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I will, I will put it yeah, in nice so, words, nice words uh, uh, as possible. Let me, um, let me, okay. let me, let me So there was a case of sexual harassment that happened. Yeah. Uh, of an employee at Blizzard, and this employee sadly has passed since, and because of. Uh, you know, of this occurrence, um, a court found that there was a correlation between her um, her death, which I believe was a suicide, and her sexual harassment at the department. And someone who was involved in um, in this in this uh, you know in this crime was actually one of the developers who had a character named after him. So Jesse McCree used to be the name of what is now called Cassidy. Yeah, called um, Cassidy. And that is why, yeah, that is why the name of the, the, the hero was changed to Cole Cassidy, uh, you know, out of respect for obviously the victim, the victim's families, and to, you know, you know, obviously to not have this person that was 
convicted um, in in the game as a character anymore. So, uh, so they already have this lawsuit. They already have this lawsuit, uh, obviously, that they need to be dealing with. So, you know, and then just after this happened, uh, Blizzard was bought by Microsoft, Blizzard Activision. Um, the, the, so deal, I think the deal I, meant to be uh, finalized this year. So, essentially, the, yeah. the deal was being made. Being bought, yeah. Yeah, but the current uh, CEO of, uh, of, Blizzard, yeah. uh, of Activision is still the same. Uh, the, exactly. the deal is going to be fa- finalized this year, I think. I, I don't know when. I think it's yeah. at the end of this year. It doesn't matter. The yeah. The point is, the thing that you just mentioned, it was a it was a state. Yeah. The state uh, sent our lawsuit. It was a California state lawsuit against mm. uh, Activision Blizzard for that, which is a big, massive thing. The one thing that I can say is that Jason McCree didn't actually work on Overwatch. He was a powerful no, World of Warcraft. World yeah, of he, World. he was on World of Warcraft. Uh, it's been confirmed yeah, yeah. that the Overwatch team themselves, which is Team 4, if I remember correctly, yeah. that's what they're named, Team 4 was absolutely not involved with that whole entire scandal. Yeah. It turned out all the teams yeah. that were actually working on Call of Duty were a big part of that thing. It's, you it's have to crazy. imagine that even though Overwatch did, like, the, the developer team of Overwatch was not affected, which, by the way, apologies, I should have mentioned that. But yeah. obviously, they have the same source of funding that they have. So each division, each department gets a specific budget that they have, which is the case in every company. So anyone who's ever worked in finances for a company knows, like, it, there's a limit to what they can invest in and invest on so keeping this in mind um you know i feel like they might i i'm, I'm speculating here i don't work for or at blizzard i i don't know anybody Even who does lies, just those speculation but, yeah. yeah just speculating that they are still dealing with the financial impact of those other departments which is going to affect the budget or the financial possibilities and means that they have for overwatch as well yeah. to an extent you know, so uh, I think well, I hope as... we'll see more, like more Overwatch League um, promotion. It's just I would not be so certain at the moment that it'll happen. Just you know, just that soon. But there's a new yeah. season starting, I believe, in what is it in May? I think, right? So we should be we should be seeing a bit more of that. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the thing that I wanted to say. It's yeah. uh, to to regard to that east uh, to the to, to the Overwatch League, is that the main reason why this lawsuit happened in the first place is because yeah. the teams are a extreme loss and Blizzard is responsible for that because Blizzard is there to provide sponsorships. The Blizzard is yeah. essentially everything for that. The, the the teams meant to be playing and playing and like game players ready and stuff off and. It's actually mm. incredible if you think about it how quickly they lost majority of the big sponsors. Coca-Cola yeah. was was used to be a sponsor, um, mm. but Coca-Cola was actually a big one. That I remember that they dropped. Uh, it, they mm. dropped after they got they signed a deal with YouTube, and then a couple months later, they uh, uh, Coca-Cola dropped. And then, yeah. if I remember correctly. When that deal was also done with YouTube, another sponsor pulled out, but I don't remember which yeah. one now. But I, I could, I like could probably sponsors. look it up. Yeah, yeah. No, there's like four sponsors now for Overwatch League, which kind of sucks compared to what other esports uh, esports scenes have. They have like six, yeah, seven, it's, eleven. It's with this, yeah, but with this, uh, with this background that we just addressed, 
even if yeah. like people know people know that the overwatch development developer team wasn't involved but people still you know they connect overwatch activision blizzard and they connect it to all these scandals and i feel like it is something at this the, moment the, in time the pr the pr uh, side yeah. of, uh, of 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 the brand is just destroyed it's 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 going to be very hard to build that respect build that build that reputation you need again time. Build that... yeah this is that's what i mean yeah, you need time and and, 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 they, and they they this is another thing right like and this i think is a good transition maybe to the next topic if the, if you approve of this but um the the outlook the game how it is designed it is designed now to attract a different crowd as we were already mentioning earlier so it's now designed to attract more casual players so you have you know different you have a uh, you have a battle first of all you have a battle pass system where you get different skins you don't have skins just for free in the game typically to pay to to, to pay with game currency in anymore like you used to you have new skins which you can pay for with real money which you convert to a certain shop currency and generally you know there'll be like a, there'll be like a pve mode that will be released uh, fairly soon so the game is now starting to look a, a lot more like a lot less esports title straight away straight up front and a lot more like like a variety audience so obviously i think a lot of companies esports companies or companies promoting esports or companies sponsoring esports they will probably wait now and actually observe what this crowd turns into you know what monetization is there to make from the new crowd what financial aspect is there to make from the new you know league professional esports league scene because it's changed like the whole the whole out the game people say oh it's still the same game but it's not the whole outlook the whole uh you know design of the game not as in like the character design but like what it actually addresses what it actually yeah. what kind of audience it actually wants to speak to has changed since overwatch 2 for sure so let me ask you this let me ask you this yeah. do you think overwatch as a video yeah. game as a title is actually yeah. in a esports game it is it is 100 an esports title it's a it's an fps title still even though the, it doesn't it's not like a tax shooter you know it's an fps esports title just like apex is just like uh, valorant is um but you know apex or valorant they also have a casual community there's nothing wrong with that every single game does and in fact the casual community is always bigger than the esports you know the competitive community let alone the esports community so that's perfectly normal there's nothing unusual there it's just that in overwatch i feel like a lot of casual players who are falling within the casual com community and who are falling into the casual audience have still in comparison to a lot of other games sort of taken the game a little bit more seriously than a lot of other communities have let's say if you have for example um uh let me let me find a good example here uh yeah apex legends has a lot of a lot of casual players too um where it, where it is actually similar where, where a lot of people would learn about the game and how to improve in order to grind whereas if you look at let's say uh you know let's say skyrim or an rpg in borderlands has a ton of casual players and most of them are not going to look up um you know tips on how to speed run the game you know uh, competitively they're not going to do that they don't have interest in that 
But that's different with Overwatch or Apex or Valorant. People want to, a lot of people want to improve. It's just there's a limit. It's almost like a spectrum on how much effort is someone going to put in? How much is someone willing to learn? Do they just want to learn about this one hero that they're playing? Or do they want to learn games and positioning with like five more heroes, two roles, three roles? You know, there's a spectrum on this. And I feel like this spectrum has changed just to an extent, which it would yeah. with the, all the new players joining. Uh, but yeah, most Borderlands players do not, you know, they don't go in and say, oh yeah, I, I like Borderlands. I'm definitely going to speedrun this now and I'm going to get get a coach uh, in to tell me how to speedrun this. It's not the case. Oh, you have, Kelly, critical, you have most critical going. Do you know what? I'm doing bounty hounding. Uh, I find a game that nobody yeah. really plays, and I'm putting a uh, $10,000 uh, $10, speedrunning competition on this. Yeah. Which, by the way, he started to do. Uh, it's actually funny. He found he finds like uh, games that nobody played on Steam and just says, yeah. speedrun. There's actually a game that he found. Only one person speedrun that game. And now there's like 50 people speedrunning it on yeah. speedrun.com. It's actually funny. And he made like rule sets and everything. But the, let's. Let, I think the esports side of, of Overwatch will be confusing. It's a part of the game. It's part of the thing. But I think we need to talk about the game yeah. itself. We, we, we really <laughs> need to. Because by, all, the... by all means. By all means. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, but 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 let's talk. Let, let's not talk gameplay yet. I think they address this in the uh, many many things. Uh, the the one thing about the Overwatch team and the the respect that I have for them is it's the blog post. It's the fact that I gain engaged with community. Yeah. Recently, there has been a live podcast with SVB and John. Uh, John mm. Spector, if I remember correctly, and somebody else from a, uh, that joined them recently, like three months ago. Um, okay. Three months ago, uh, one of the developers, uh, I forgot what he does. I think he's a conservative producer. I think I, I would need to look it up again. Two of these, two of these developers from the Overwatch team, they went and they speaking on this podcast. Occasionally, when there's a new patch comes in, Flatten Nemo and speak to a to another dev. It, that's super rare to see and people were like yeah. overwatch community was so surprised that this happening aaron keller having a dedicated dedicated to their account like what the hell is going on like like mm. what it is and obviously yeah. the block uh, the block uh, the blog posts on on things and one of the things that they addressed was the overwatch shop was the prices yeah. was that yeah. they, uh, that were like very straightforward it felt like it didn't yeah. feel like it was right by a pr team they were like yeah no it was too expensive <laughs> but we needed yeah. to make money you know you need to understand I mean, this, this is, is the thing business. this is the thing yeah, no. there, there, there is there is an issue i personally believe there is an issue if a game that has been out for six years pretty successfully that has reshaped a certain esports scene is you know now attracting new players and asking these new players to pay you know, £20, £15 for skins that used to be free and that have been out for six years. Um, I do not have an issue whatsoever with them charging this amount, you know, for new skins that they're newly developing that did not used to be free. Um, or, you know, they used to do charity uh, skins in the past, like the Pink Mercy skin, which, you know, if they did a new, not obviously not the same skin, but if they did a new, a new charity project, absolutely amazing. I'm all for this. Just you cannot justify you know you cannot justify something that used to be free free of charge that you could achieve with in-game money 
to now charge real life money for that is not in my opinion that's not good practice um and it it upsets people you know it's been upsetting people for since it's been out yeah it's it's actually it's not positive it's not positive (laughs) pr it's not positive marketing you're having it's like it's like EA, it's electronic arts level of greed which to this day exactly ea gets yeah. hit in the face over and over again with like apex legends selling a not a brand new a recolor or a reskin of a peacekeeper skin which was a, exactly. a dedicated a dedicated skin for a battle pass like in season yeah oh god i played in that season i think it was like three or two that that peacekeeper skin came out in a dedicated bar bar, in the bar skin. Then yeah. it just costs one hundred and fifty dollars. You just have to pay up for like uh, twenty four, uh, twenty four uh, apex yeah. packs. Open all f- mean, all over twenty four of them, yeah. and you just collect that skin for free. And and they always say that the free, yeah. and there's a free peacekeeper skin at the end of the collection. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. The collection is the twenty four apex packs they have to open before you get the peacekeeper skin, and but that's see, what they always is, did. <laughs> A- this is something that leads to a whole whole new problem with the skins so obviously people know that smurfing for anyone who doesn't know what this is smurfing is when a higher ranked higher skilled player goes on a lower ranked lower account in order to play in easier matchmaking games where you know typically they they uh, have a, have an easier time and it's it creates an unfair unbalance but it can also relate to like a, a second account that people have uh, anyway, and play with so, friends that um, are lower ranked and so forth. Exactly, but, but see, the issue is now we had Smurf issues in the past where people would sell accounts because you know they would have they would make an uh, an alternative account, they would rank it up, and they would sell this account. But now we have account selling for skins for accounts who have a bunch of skins that all used to be free that didn't have any real life like financial value who now have that financial real life value. So the only thing Blizzard did was that a lot of people are now like, oh, well, see, I have this account that used to be like, especially, you know, console players who were able to create accounts completely full of charge on console. I had like 40 different accounts. You know, yeah. so, which is not something to brag about, but but you know, besides no, this, that, so, that, that, and that's what people killed, now. That's what killed ranked. That's what killed ranked in, what, in killed, on console. It, it, it was horrible. It I don't feel I did to that extent because uh, on console you still had a thousand SR leeway where you could queue. So if someone was plat and had a silver smurf, it didn't really make that much of a yeah, difference because they could play but, in silver anyways. That said, that said, now the issue is we can now. Uh, we can now look at like I've been I I mean obviously people people know that I've been not been on I've I've placed a lot of console accounts in the past season I've seen because I wanted to know what it is like on console and I did play a little bit in console I did one small tournament where I played two games and just to see what that is like in Overwatch 2 so you know for the sake of information I did that but I'm completely on PC now but I have seen so many bought accounts on PC where I'm just where it's so goddamn obvious to me when I look at the replay that these accounts were purchased accounts yeah. um, or someone completely different with a completely like, you know, that didn't know anything about the game. Someone who would tell me, oh, they just joined and they never played before. I had like 400 hours on their uh, on their profile and they probably didn't realize that we could see that, you know, and this is the issue. So this is the issue, excuse me, of yeah. like. But that that's I feel like back in the day I, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like account selling 
which we we are talking about right now and like yeah. the, the 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 skins and so forth i feel like back in the day you used to buy a different account because you believed that you deserved that rank i think nowadays we're gonna have the the similar situation with fortnite right now fortnite has this thing of mm-hmm. like there's so many skins that they released over the years and people are selling accounts with these skins on and do you feel like we're gonna get to an era of overwatch account selling where people are gonna be buying it specifically for a skin that they can't get anymore yeah this is the thing like there's also obviously you know um i've seen websites promoting accounts not for the usr now but they're promoting them for the skin you know oh you know i have this amount of skins on my account if you if you buy my account then you know you won't have to uh you know spend i don't know 80 like they will they will market it saying oh there's like 200 pounds worth of skins and emotes and everything that all used to be free on this account you know selling it for 50 pounds or something like that and that is something that was that was created by blizzard by suddenly monet trying to monetize something that used to be free um otherwise we wouldn't have this issue if it was still if you could still gain a similar i mean obviously we had loot boxes but you know like people weren't buying accounts based on skins except for like really really rare skins like the widow noir I mean, the, the, the you mercy know. pink skin was 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 the yeah. big one yeah, like the mercy, the, the, again, the, the, charity, the mercy one, one, hundred percent. That that was like, uh, I remember that was like the, the only then, skin that was actually worth to to, to buy a skin uh, to buy a camp for. Well, but like, the Noir, that, Noir is as well actually. Noir goes for but, quite quite a yeah. bit uh, online because it was a pre-order skin. But the thing is, yeah. you know, even back then, if you think about it, they released skins that were meant to be exclusive, like the Genji Oni skin was meant to be exclusive, and then later on it was available in the shop to purchase with like in-game money so blizzard has upset people in relation to skins a few times before this is not the first time that they're getting negative pr about it, about skins as a topic when it comes just, to availability it's just or the, the most right now it's it's the most right yeah it's it's the most yeah. it's uh, it's easy it's easy to compare to modern games right because there have been other games that have been doing this and and, yeah. and so forth so that we have an easy comparison again like i i see why people make these comparisons to yeah. overwatch overwatch mark, uh, monetizing system to apex it's very easy to, oh, yeah. easy to it's, compare it's the same system it, it's the same the, system yeah, essentially exactly. it's 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 again there's yeah. a shop there's a shop we are comparing prices is is a, is a value uh you know what what's the value if we com- if yeah. we convert in-game currency to uh, to real life money, like people worked out that you know, yeah. 100, 100, uh, 100, uh, 19, 1900 uh, you, the in-game uh, in-game coins equal to nineteen dollars, right? Cause nineteen it's dollars, the yeah. Map. Yeah, it's easy to convert the money. So people are, it's, you know, so people are working out the the price ranges. People are working out then, if it's worth. Is these bundles are worth, or can I just buy the skin itself? Then, like, yeah, you have you have look, you have stuff like you know, you have like a weapon charm. I believe it was a Lucy or O's weapon charm or something. I can't remember. Oh it my was god! Like oh my god! Of, you just reminded me. You reminded yeah, me of, uh, of a single clip going, going. Yo, the Pasha army. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is more is more is more expensive. Oh, it's game more than expensive. Game. 
this is what I mean. Like you can, you have merchandise. Also, we need. I need to probably lower my yeah. voice a little bit because I'm probably screaming. But you have yeah. merchandise that is available outside the game for people to purchase. And now you have the like the weapon charm that is the same merchandise in game is now more expensive than an actual real keychain out keychain outside of the game. You how do it's you justify $5. that? You can't just the real one is five dollars. <laughs> I can't personally. I love the system of a battle pass. I think that system is amazing. You have you get a lot of content for a relatively decent price. If they, you know, if the battle pass price stays the same as it is now among, you know, across different games such as Valorant, then you get a really decent amount of value for a really decent price. And you get things that are exclusive to the certain time that you played. So, for example, if you played in 2000, uh, you know, 2020 and you've done a battle pass, those skins were in the battle pass of 2020. They are exclusive. You know, you have them. Uh, and yeah, this absolutely. increases the value of those things on top of it. Um, but obviously, you know, this is something they did right because it was working for so many other games. Absolutely no issue with uh, Blizzard jumping up on that train. It's just... You know, don't try and include stuff that was already there for free. Not fair. Yeah, Not fair towards but... the new players either. Oh yeah, yeah no, absolutely. That is just that's yeah. just like reselling. That's not that's not new. You want new stuff, right? This is a people, new people game. People will say like yeah, people, <laughs> people will say, oh, I paid you know twenty five, thirty, fifty pound for like the legendary edition. Yeah, oh, yeah, but no, those legendary edition skins. Again, right? No, 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 no. I, 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 uh, I, I personally, I personally was like, um, wait, wait. The uh, thing is, the legendary edition skins that people got were still available for free if you were to just play the game longer exactly. and buy in-game value. So they were, they weren't, they weren't even like everything he got in the more expensive legendary edition, which was meant to pay for not just the game but also for those skins. Like, they monetized the skins by, like, having people pay additionally. But they were still available in-game for in-game free money if you were just to take the time for that, to grind and then pay your in-game coins on those skins. So it wasn't even, like, you can't use that argument. You know, like, not you personally, obviously people do. You can't use that argument if those skins were still freely available. It's just someone just chose to make to make them available faster just upon installing rather than after playing the game a certain amount of time. Yeah. But yeah, I, so uh, much to that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the 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 one thing about the 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 shop and the prices was that they were initially like people when uh, specifically the bundles, the bundles that were the big thing that I I yeah. remember when it was the initial like negative impact because they, yeah. they were discounting in them like they were like going oh 20 and 30 percent off and it was like 22 dollars for a, for a bundle which was yeah. didn't make any sense when you were trying to make the math of how much all the things in the bundle meant to like cost it just didn't make yeah. sense and people no, were exactly. like that that you can get you know legal action against this this is fake discounting this 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 doesn't work yeah. it just another lawsuit and i am happy that they're addressing that as well um i think i think 
Overwatch shop and something that it is important, but again, is a part of uh, Marvel makes. I personally, I care about the gameplay, but because this is a podcast, yeah. and I also I do see the the, the monetization part, how it can affect the game. It, it's really worth yeah. to talk about it. I personally, I haven't put any money into the game, but that's me. I mm. buy games. Mm. I buy games. I don't put in money into games. It's it's super red eye to me. like i love overwatch and i haven't put a single penny down like i only bought the game that's the only thing that i did i bought the original back in the day that's the only money that i spent but there are people that are buying this thing you know there's nothing wrong with that and and these people also deserve to be treated the way how they should be i don't think so people should be overcharged for something and being like oh i love the skin but like why the hell i pay 60 dollars for this like i may just buy a new (laughs) game like on me, like, like yeah. you know, different countries, different states, different, uh, different average uh, things. So this is like a whole entire different discussion. But the thing is, is that we need to still look at this, right? We we still need to look yeah. at what, what what the game has to offer and that shop yeah, specifically. Definitely. It's the money that is the revenue, and we need to think of like, if is this ethical? Is this the way how we should do it? Is this system good or should be improved? I think it should be improved. Just, I mean, they, they, they I mean, to listen improving, to the people. Yeah, this is exactly. The, this is one thing Blizzard always needed to do. Blizzard now needed to start listening now to... Now they're addressing yeah. stuff, but, now, but back in the day, we didn't have that. But now they're addressing yeah. even more, and I'm happy. We are seeing much more aggressive balance changes and, uh, and, I mean, and stuff like terrible. that. But, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, comparing, okay, comparing this... Uh, comparing a uh, patch for in Overwatch One, which to be honest, uh, yeah. let's close down the discussion on shop and skin prices. Um, yeah, back definitely. in Overwatch One, when uh, I remember this distinctively because that was the worst time of my life. Um, mm. When I was playing on console, and yeah. it was still double shield, they yeah. were doing micro buffs to Hog, back in like season thirty mm. something. Okay. Season yeah, thirty two yeah. hits. Hog gets giga buffed. They take away what take away one bullet from his mag, but now he can one shot Anna again. He's back. The the guy is back. The the, big the guy hunk- is also back <laughs> because now there is a counter to the biggest counter that there is to Hog, okay, 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 which yeah, is yeah, the yeah, yeah. But, but but let me finish my point. I wanted to Go be uh, 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 and back back then, like there were micro buffs. It took them, I think, even if back then he was broken, right? And he was mad at the end of the game. But the fact that it took them seasons to nerf him to some extent. Because the initial meta with Hog, it was Hog Zarya. And that's what they played in Overwatch League for many, many seasons. It was like, it was season 32, no, season 34 to like season... Yeah, I think he took them four seasons to nerf him, and he was still OP because they realized, oh, Sigma is just good. I mean, like, they, they left the thing they is, nerfed Sigma's the, the biggest... shield, they nerfed Sigma's shield, but they're like, oh, no, Sigma is actually still okay. People played, uh, and then they nerfed, they nerfed the uh, brick, so the brick wasn't useful, but then so they nerfed brick back then. They nerfed, they popped when did they, well, they, they not nerf brick? Tell me. <laughs> Give me one time when they did not nerf break. 
Brick, yeah, brick was I probably remember, one of I the remember, most nerfed heroes in the whole game. Yeah, it was like five, <laughs> six something buff uh, nerf at that point. I mean, if I will ask Sumiro, he will give me the exact same Excel sheet of uh, of how many buffs and nerfs happened to that character. God bless his soul. But <laughs> it's the same with Genji. There's just a few yeah. heroes that the developers have created, but somehow they just don't want them to like do well <laughs> they just don't yeah, so they nerfed genji owned. to the ground they nerfed brig to the ground they've actually nerfed uh mercy which was the one good thing they did but a lot of people lost their absolute crap over it oh uh, yeah but when don't she remind had me rework, like I, I didn't play the game back <laughs> then but when i was like studying the history of the game the i seen the backlash like i, I was reading through these threads I was like, I, I was like, genuinely interested. Like, what the hell happened to this game, right? How it launched and right. stuff like that, and like the Hog Hog 1.0 and the Hook 1.0 and stuff like that. And I'm like, the Moth matter. I'm like, people, they actually did a good thing. Like, I know it's Mercy, and you really love her, but like, that's a good but way no, to love this was. character. Like, like she had this complete so as a background for anyone watching who doesn't know this mercy used to be able in the start of overwatch one to five man rest so rest all of her teammates with her ultimate all at once which was yeah. extremely extremely frustrating because you would have you know like one team would invest ults they would invest abilities and get get and win a team fight and then mercy just goes and says nope so all of her team has her ult and her abilities and the yeah. other team just dies there's nothing there was nothing to even counter that in the game other than killing mercy and she has one of the best mobilities in the whole game is very very hard to kill yeah. her uh, uh, if uh... she's played correctly so and then they ner- they nerfed her they, they nerfed her, her. They reworked her, claimed it was enough, they claimed it was enough, and she was able to, I mean, obviously she had then res as an ability rather than an ultimate, and she could res a single person, but it was, like, instant. You would press the res button, and it was like, (laughs) the person was back up, and the cooldown was way too low on it as well. So then they kept nerfing her, and people were, like, losing their shit over it. it, Do you remember, it it would reset after using the ult. As soon as you as soon as you rest yes. and then you press the ult, you will reset. <laughs> you could, it was ridiculous. You could, you, you could, it was. It made the game like hardly playable, and yeah. I think this was one of the best nerfs and one of the best reworks Blizzard has ever done was on Mercy, and you know. But she's still an issue. She's still an issue to this game for 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 a lot of different yeah. people. A lot of people hate her. A lot of people don't like her being in the game. I feel like she is a higher a, a bigger problem in, in on console actually because on console a lot of people above diamond use xim xim apex which is a device that lets you use mouse and keyboard instead of a controller oh, yeah, keeps, yeah. keeps your aim assist so these people are now uh, with a mouse and a keyboard against controller players but they have sustained aim assist with a mouse and a keyboard so it's a really really big uh, you know advantage yeah, that the, someone yeah, has yeah i've seen that um, i've seen that and this is an on console anywhere above if you go anywhere above diamond you have almost every single game you have someone being on the xim like a soldier hard pocketed by a mercy and that's just upsetting to see and i get that i completely get that but it's still i feel like that's still not an issue with the hero but more an issue with yeah, the community the, and in, it, it's the you pace know. obviously the work has yeah. to go in into making this we work stuff like that but the fact that you know what's still right now they devastated yeah. start off um start off a new season balance patch mid-season 
missed like mm. last weeks of a season patch the fact that we are yeah. getting dates of okay we're gonna be releasing balance patches is 10 times yeah. better than it was back in overwatch one because nothing was guaranteed nothing yeah like they didn't say the nothing about balance balance changes and balance patches until like overwatch 2 it was actually crazy no 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 no, the, no that's not that's not true they actually they called they did call every balance patch out there yeah. there was an explanation it, it, it came out of nowhere it was like either you complained to death mm-hmm. or and it will eventually release something or and it was out of nowhere and it will probably still be wrong oh that's what or, you mean okay uh, yeah, yeah no i get that now yeah yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and but stuff the like thing that. is it wasn't <laughs> see this is the thing it was never out of nowhere it was always uh if people didn't complain about it uh as in the community the player base uh it would happen based on the overwatch league so even when overwatch league oh, yeah, wasn't, yeah i forgot about that wasn't on, yeah. but even even when overwatch league wasn't running people were still obviously scrimming you know teams were scrimming yeah. um in between the seasons and they were giving feedback back to uh back to blizzard and you know obviously blizzard being aware of uh, you know what's going on in this like highest of elos so uh the the balances that were being done were actually done based on those you know observer observations that were they were able to make which i think actually balanced the game more overall because if you balance the game based on how the game is supposed to be played you know if you are inventing a game and you want the game to be played a specific way, then you have to balance it accordingly to what you want it to be played like, not according to people playing it wrong <laughs> in yeah, low elos. So low elos, <laughs> yeah, people would be like, and especially, you know, I'm not, by the way, shitting on anybody who says, ah, yeah, every elo is fine, every SR is, you know, respectable. It's just a lot of low elo players had massive issues with Double Shield Bastion because they didn't know how to counter it um and because they you know like that there was but but in higher elo that wasn't even a thing like you you didn't bastion wasn't meta in high elo very rarely was bastion even played there's one chat on the like yeah, chat i was about to say yeah bastion, bastion mate is the only guy that plays bastion in the high elos <laughs> back then i mean <laughs> respect to this person it's just bastion as a hero just to make this really yeah. clear for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about bastion as a hero requires every single other person on the team at least in overwatch one required every single other you know player on the team to play around this particular hero you could not change it up even in lower elos you had to play around the bastion or else the bastion would get countered although but the only difference was in lower elos they didn't know how to counter him so even though you could have countered him quite easily especially if your team doesn't play around this bastion people in lower elos just didn't do that because they didn't they didn't know they didn't have the game knowledge they didn't get the maybe they weren't interested in in getting educated about the game to that extent um so it was always like oh yeah just pick bastion and win in low elos whereas in high elos oh yeah just pick bastion and lose (laughs) (laughs) like it was completely opposite right yeah true it's quite quite funny i mean it's actually quite funny yeah yeah it's fun it's funny It's it's a weird it was a weird dynamic. But... Also, excuse me. I do need to blow. I vote to blow my nose, and I'm going to not. I'm going to make this a little bit more, uh, more. Just uh, do it. Just do it. Bearable for you guys. No, no, I'll be myself. Okay. So, on 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 that note that that we just said, and 
that was happening. Uh, I think when it when it comes to this to this game, it it's very hard to say. Do we need a consistent meta? Do we need just five characters to just be OP to the end of its lifespan, or do we do we need to keep on changing it up? Mm. And as they, I mean, the game devs did say. Uh, they want I don't think a, so. They, they, they want a season identity, right? It's it's something that they yeah. literally they were repeating on SVB's uh, podcast like five, six, seven times. I'm pretty sure, just like in couple sentences. And yeah, w- w- I really have it's... a problem with with the with yeah. the metas and uh, and sometimes when when this when this game like we experience like metas for seasons upon seasons for months for months for. For, for years and then when when we keep on having it keep on changing i i hope yeah. that we're gonna have that 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 beauty of overwatch which is no matter what the meta is if you are good at a hero you can essentially go and actually do something right that obviously every single game in most in every most si- elos not in all elos, yeah, in most elos it's never been like it's never been like this in all elos I this am, is why the meta exists right yeah, yeah, but the, I'm ref- I'm referencing to the days where we had like number one Winston, number one Ryan. You you mm. don't hear that anymore. You don't see that very more. Like it's impossible. Many, it's impossible it's, these it's, days it's because impossible. of how the game has it, developed. Yeah, yeah, and 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 what do we do about that? Because counters have to exist because there's it's impossible. There's th- there's no way you can't make. You know, thirty-six characters that they don't counter each other. That's impossible. That's just mm. they would have to be yeah. so vague. They will have to be so blunt and fake, vague, and their abilities just do absolutely nothing in order to make it work. It's just not gonna work. And but I don't. You think won't. So, yeah. It just won't work. So I have a question: If there's characters yeah. that there are people hate play to against, and people hate playing overall when mm. they hear that there's a meta and they hear what characters are in and they don't want to play it should we just accept the fact that there are some characters that should never be meta like should we just accept the fact that majority I mean, the, the of thing people is... prepare just playing against ryan's against winston's and how much i personally i, I kind of like sigma i, li- I like the idea yeah. i like the way how how it feels he's a bit slow for my liking because i do mm. like ryan i am a ryan player i am a Ryan main and a winston enjoyer right i do love these characters because so you're how a masochist. they are yeah <laughs> so you're a masochist understood now no 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 back in the day back in the day i am a chad Excuse back me, in back the in day, the day there was like five million day, different but... back in the day there was five million different ways of CC. Like even yeah. more so in Overwatch One, you were a fucking masochist. That's un- like I do not sorry, but I have a lot of respect for anyone who plays who played main tank in Overwatch One. But like Thanks. holy crap. I did not I did not have the patience for that. I was an I I would I played everything from like flex main support at the time when it was when when off support was a thing yeah. um, i played dps i played off tank i did not fucking touch main tank fuck that shit being fucking slept stunned bashed all over the fucking crown like you know I, I i i get i i i get the idea of you know wanting 
to play this role and wanting to take the space for your team and you know and make space and and decide the pace of the game but like the the amount of just being slapped around on this role so i actually enjoy that aspect of overwatch 2 a lot more where there's less cc but that cc that is there is a bit more impactful but needs to have a higher skill ceiling to be uh, applied and used properly i i I think that's a good improvement yeah let me put it to context the CC that I remember very well to be one yeah. of the best was Cassidy's Flash. Do you know what's in Overwatch 2 the best CC right now? Sleep. 100%. Yeah, literally. It's sleep. You, yeah. you, there is, and it's the most highest skill level thing you can land. It's so difficult to land it. Like, yes, you see yeah, him also and pulling that off. But on average, <laughs> on average, look, look at stats from Overwatch League. These pros are having a really hard time landing these. It's it's actually incredible I mean, that like I mean it's, it, but it's part the of a good CC. a good flex. It, it's a yeah, it's, this a, thing it's, that, it's yeah. a great thing. It's a great thing that they did with CC that they made it so it's much more harder to hit, and it is the most impactful yeah. one. Is the hardest one to hit. It, Stigma's rock is just yeah. I hit him and then I have to still follow up in order to kill them. Right, it's a part of a combo. But, but like, also the, you have the, the so rock, much longer rock, yeah, to aim so that rock. <laughs> we could say we could a, say that like Hog's, Hog's CC is good, but then the problem with Hog is just the point of it is to hook you in and try to kill you. Sleep is an overall CC to stop you let from me, playing no, 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 the let me, game. Let me put, let me put <laughs> this thing. Let me put this thing straight. Hog's hook is extremely good, and it has always been. I would even say it's probably the second best CC in the game because Hog's hook is the best counter to dive you can think of. Um, yeah, Hog, we are talking. You know, we are talking about abilities wise, right? We 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 can't yeah. even mention alts. Like, if we're gonna, no, if, like if, someone, if, some, if someone if someone will tell to me, what do you mean the best CC is Ryan Earth Shatter? How often do you see an Earth Shatter? When we talk I mean, about crank control, Ryan's Shatter. <laughs> but this is this is what track, I tell when I coach track, when I coach Ryan players. It's two point five seconds. Uh, after two point five seconds, you're back on your feet, and I can't kill the whole team. If Kiriko is, is an Earth Shatter, she just suzus, and my whole entire job is over. My uh, my charge I mean, I mean, only I mean, do two hundred and twenty-five I mean, damage. <laughs> I mean, Suzu is probably the single most powerful ability in the whole game right now. That said, apart from rest, yeah. maybe. But that but that said. This is also why, like, a lot of people had always been complaining, oh, why aren't there more supports? Supports are really fucking powerful. They have really powerful abilities, and balancing the game off of those abilities is not easy. That said, no. um, you know, I will... I, I, so, for those people who know, obviously, that I coach, I, I, I can't even count the amount of times I have to point out to people that some ults charge so fast you could almost use them like abilities. Not quite the same, obviously. But no. uh, like a nano, you know, if you if you actually if 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 you are in in a situation where your team takes a lot of damage and you focus on healing, it takes me ten at most fifteen seconds to build a nano. So I can have a nano every single team fight easily if I just focus. The exact if same I thing know, with uh, Baptiste you know, uh, window. But this is Baptiste. Yeah, but this is obviously well, yeah, window. Then you know, uh, obviously shatter. Uh, there are alts that charge a lot less fast where you really have to farm this alt first uh such as graph will charge a lot less fast because you need to get charged up first in order to actually get the alt charge to that extent and you know that requires the other team you know being either you knowing how to take the damage or the other team just damaging you nonetheless despite the bubbles you using bubble yeah. management I mean, there's a lot maybe, more cooldown maybe. management involved in charging a graph than it is in charging yeah. an anal 
for example. Um, I mean, if I remember correctly, because of the how much Ultra Jigen Zarya, maybe it's because yeah. I'm trash at this hero, but I didn't even <laughs> see... Like, i seen on average one grav per point if you play payload. Like... Like, I would never see a grav unless it's a, like a stall or like a, they've been just been stuck at one point. No, like, you need, I you need never, the... I will never see yeah. a grav being used twice or like three times on like the exact same part of the map. Like on King's Row. Like on King's Row to, to cap a point, they will use a grav. Yeah. But then for the whole entire of the time that they will be pushing it to try to get the second point... I will never see that graph. Yeah, I will, it's think just about the it. time that takes, so, it's, 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 it's very long. It's quite easy to narrow this down, though. I need to look up for the real, like, the actual numbers, because I don't know them yeah, off the heart right now. But as yeah. support will charge their old, mainly, for any, again, for anyone who doesn't know this, a support will, chain, will charge most of their old charge from healing, a DPS will charge most of their old charge from damaging, doing damage to the enemy team, um, and a tank, it's a bit of both. From taking in damage, as well as giving, doing damage, will give them old charge. So this is also why, obviously, a, a Ryan, this would make no sense if a Ryan just needed, would just need to hold shield up and get old charge from that, because that's not the point of getting old. The point of getting this old is... how we play the game. Yeah. The, the numbers you give, numbers out in form of damage, or you take numbers in uh, in form of, of HP lost, um, or you give numbers out in form of healing. Those are the things that will charge you old. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, other things as well, you can, like, there, there's an ult, uh, like a regeneration effect where even if you don't do anything, your ult will charge set amount of percentage per set amount of time minutes. But that's not something that you really can calculate. Like, that's not actively going, like, not actively making the decision to go and charge my ult. Like, if yeah. I know that I, I, I my, my win condition, let's say, in, in the old days, you know, my, my, my win condition was Genji Blade. If I find or like nano visor, which is still really good nano, uh, then I know if my if my DPS has visor, I know I actively need to charge. If I don't have it yet, I need to actively heal to charge that ult, not just sit there and wait for it. And you know, this is something that is really really important, uh, an important concept to this game because you cannot have the same ults have like you can't have the same ult charge an all charge progression for the set for all, all heroes the same because some alts are more or the alts are less um extreme in 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 value um yeah absolutely so this was what i mean with overwatch just chucking me out of if i don't do anything let me just reload it up <laughs> to have it in the background but you know like and 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 this is why this is really important to you know go back to this topic that we had of all charge progression and keeping a set amount of all charge where now uh if you switch your hero you even if you you know if you've only charged your old up to 30 percent, nothing changes if you've charged it further you, you switch your hero back. and you still you may yeah may, you maintain a third i believe is it of no not a third it's a here's a third i'm i'm fucking maths are not me <laughs> but you maintain 30 percent, 35 percent of this old charge even after switching off which can yeah, give you a whole new dynamic of old charge advantage, meaning some like some of those olds can be that you charge them super fast, you you get an old out, you switch, 
you get you keep 30%. Even like, you, you know, you charge them super fast, you get an ult out, you charge them up to 30, you switch, you have 30%. Yeah. How does that make Which, sense? It does not. Yeah, no, it, it, it never does. And like thinking about the current the current state of this game, which 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 we need to dive in into, right? The current state of Overwatch Two, the current meta. What the hell is this game, right? Like the current state of the gameplay wise. Do you think that the current meta that we have, which is <laughs> oh, I forgot to bit... unmute myself. My bad. Sorry, stream. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just just no. to give a bit of a recap. We were talking about all charge, and I was saying that you know you now have. Uh, 30%, 35% of all charge that you keep even after switching, some alts charge up a lot faster than others. Uh, so you could simply charge like a nano up in a few seconds, maybe charge, get a nano out, heal a bit more, charge another 30%, you go and switch, and you have 30% on the trance. Yeah. You know, um, an open queue, even worse, you have 30% on a graph if you decide to go to to tank, right? Which open queue is, is a whole new different method. <laughs> open queue, open queue. Uh, you can run uh, bootleg uh, goats, and it's stupid. You can... I don't personally like to even include open queue in yeah, like no, serious I, conversations I so. because yeah, no, it's... it's it's impossible. It's 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 like uh, open queue is just this thing that like oh OG real OG players remember, and like they probably go there to play for nostalgia wise. Like the only reason why open queue got added is just because they removed it completely, which I think that was a good thing to just add it back for people that really yeah really enjoyed for people it. who like it yeah yeah that's it, was, it was also the, the skill ceiling in open they, queue yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's diamond players, uh, top five, low diamond players are top 500 in open queue. Yeah. Which means, which doesn't mean, not to shit on the low diamond players, great achievement, well done. It just means less people, significantly less people are playing it. I would even say if, you know, if like, if like a low diamond is top 500, it means that maybe just two thirds of players even play it in the first time, in the first place, and probably not, most of them, not even that much. So yeah, because it's not balanced at all, it's even less balanced than any any other scenario that you could put the game in. So the the the, the yeah. current state of the game and the fact that we are in five v five, one less tank, one uh one less of cover and and it's it's been yeah. it's been very open wise and we can see it. Do you think that one shots do belong in Overwatch or they don't? Uh, I personally think been... they do. Um, <laughs> I explain per- why. No, explain. I know. I'll probably, I'll probably get, I'll probably get a lot of shit for this. I'm, I'm asking a question. Um... It's, it's, it's not like I am, I am sending you a bias. I am genuinely asking. Do you no, think, I think that Overwatch do. one shots the do they belong? Yeah, I think, I think they do, because I feel like uh, Overwatch has always been a game that included, in my eyes, if you think of it, included a vast different amounts of playstyles. So it was an FPS, or it is an FPS title, it is an esports title, but you had, uh, it was very accessible, it is very accessible for people because mechanically it was and is uh, very varied. So if you don't have good aim, like obviously just to clarify for anyone watching, um, there are different types of mechanics. People, if they hear mechanics, they think of aiming. This is not necessarily what I'm talking about. There are, There's, you know, it's the aim-based overall mechanics. Use of, yeah, the, no, 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 it's no, no, no. Let me clarify. Play. Let me clarify. 
Yeah. No, 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 it's not over all at all. It's not over all at all. It's just there is aim-based mechanics, which is, oh, yeah, you know, you, you, aim, you aim on a head and you click this head. There is, um, there is uh, mobility-based mechanics, which would, for example, apply to Ball or would apply to Mercy or would ab- apply to Doomfist, you know, where basically your me- mechanics are applied to move around with this hero and perform movement maneuvers like rollouts and things like that and uh and then there's obviously mechanics um in, in relation like basic mechanics which are you know the basic movement that you need to do on every single hero be this you know be this a hit scan be this uh you know and obviously sorry uh, fourthly as well there's tracking as well so you have hit scan aim which is aim like as in like click head aim based you have tracking aim which is another type of aiming so to aim based uh then obviously you have projectile um and you have the movement abilities you know the movement mechanics um next to the basic mechanics of the game that you need for every hero and you have a game here where someone that cannot you know be bothered to go into like aim practice for you know to improve on something that they are lacking on can pick a hero with something that they feel they, you know, are gifted with or they feel they already have trained. So, for example, if I'm a good hit scan player, if, I, or if I'm good at tracking, if I've played any other game, you know, let's say I've played Rainbow Six Siege and I'm particularly good at sniping, I can go into the game and I can pick Widowmaker or I can pick Ash um, and I can perform um, on this hero because the mechanic is very similar to what I've already uh, I'm already used to or something that I've already practiced. Uh, whereas, reversely, if I do not have that kind of practice mechanically on a hero, I can go and I can pick Reinhardt, I can pick Moira, I can pick Mercy, and I can still perform really, really well without having to aim for the head in the typical yeah, sense absolutely. of what aiming is, is like. So, And this is what, in my opinion, makes the game so accessible for so many different players, is that you have something for everybody. Now, if you take one-shots out of the game, it basically removes a very, very high skill ceiling. Um, I don't think, personally, that Hanzo should be able to one-shot. That's the one thing I I will say. I feel like he he should be a two-shot for the sole reason that you... um, Hanzo is uh, just, you know, you spam arrows and you just hit the head by accident and coincidence. But a Widow, for example, if you remove one shot ability for the Widow, you completely annihilate the hero. And there is, you know, a point to why the hero is in the game. And Widow is a, is a valid hero that already has so many different counters. It is so easy to counter a Widow. Go Winston jump on her. Dive her with D.Va. Go Sombra. Go Tracer. God, even Lucio Kiriko can contest the Widow if they, you know, Suzu first, two headshots on Kiriko. Um, yeah. it's it's not you know even as as an Anna you know as an Anna main I have been able to contest widows that were you know when when I was being when I had peel from my mercy I had a shield for two seconds as widow is dead so there is uh excuse me there is so much that you can do against a widow so taking the only thing that makes her vi- like valid and that makes her um you know that that is the concept of her character away means she is not actually variable to play at all anymore now you have nothing making up for how easily she is being countered and this is why one shot definitely you know needs to be in the game just i feel like 
the, you know, the skill ceiling for one-shot abilities, those heroes, if a one-shot is on a hero, it needs to be a hero that already has a high amount of counters and a high difficulty in performing with this hero in order to make up for this. Because then, quite honestly, if I have a widow, if I have a widow on the game that hits, like, that gets play of the game because she killed four people in a row, hits every single headshot, that's difficult. That's hard to do. And yeah, you don't come across this very... Like, it's not an issue at all. It's not an issue necessarily in higher ranks either because people know how to counter her. And it's, it's also not an issue in lower ranks because people tend to not be skilled enough to pull this off in lower ranks. So you either have... You're either in higher ranks where you simply go and counter the person or you're in lower ranks where it isn't even necessarily an issue. Uh, so given given that, um, I don't see it as a problem. It's, it's, it, it would become a problem if that was removed as the validity to the hero because then you can't play the hero at all anymore. Like, what, what point is there? You know, like, two-shotting with a Widow um, or even three-shotting with a Widow when you can have Ash, who has mobility. Um, if you can have Sojourn, who has mobility. If you can have Hansel, if you can have uh, Cassidy. Now, obviously, the current meta is Sojourn Mercy, which used to be, like, Mercy Ash because... They used to be able to one shot headshot. With yeah, no, I remember that. No, I, I remember. I remember when Ash was a menace. I remember that. Exactly. Though. I remember that they, so they this, nerfed that. And this is ah. this is questionable. I feel yeah, like but... I, I feel like you know I personally don't mind it because it's the same thing. I feel like it's still very very possible to counter um, to counter an Ash. Uh, you know, like one shot headshotting. But like Sojourn is a bit of a different thing. I don't personally believe that the you know, the, the one-shot headshot on Sojourn um, is balanced in itself because of, like, how, you know, how just powerful this hero is in general with the current meta. I'm not personally too bothered, though, by her one-shot headshotting with a mercy because that requires another support to go and pocket this person. So I'm not yeah, too no, bothered by that. That's... Yeah, that, that's a that's an interesting point again to to make, right? But when we say yeah. one shots, we we refer to the Hanzo and to to, to Widowmaker. But when we when, yeah. when we think of uh, uh, Sojourn, we already like question should yeah. should she have it, and if so, like, a different part of a kit should be nerfed to the point that the one shot is the only thing that she offers. Like for example, with Widowmaker, right? Mm. Widowmaker only yeah. really offers wall hacks uh, outside of one shots. Wall hacks and the the, the venom mine <laughs> that it's uh, that it's only there revealing yeah. your position for seconds. Even olds, so, even even Widow, Widow's old. What does it do next to nothing for the team? Like exactly. unless unless it's, you it's have this high skill, hacks. it's legal exactly. wall hacks. <laughs> It's not. It's not. It's 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 not even. It's not even wall hacks in the sense of it because most people who, ha who are hacking have like some form of program installed that makes them hit the shots. But a widow, yeah. you know, needs to have this high school ceiling. Um, I'm no developer, uh, so I don't know if I can answer this question, uh, you know, satisfyingly for the people. But uh, I think that Sojourn's strength is that she can put a very large amount of pressure on by being able to contest off angles being easily able to contest high ground and by charging up her strongest ability is which obviously is her rifle which can one shot headshot um with shields as well so you don't have many shields now in the game 
we just got Ramatra, so obviously Ramatra has a new, you know, a new shield as well. If I when I play Sojourn, I can charge my rifle up with pretty much anything. I can go, I can sit there, and I can spam into a certain direction. And after like a second and a half, I have a fully charged shot. On top of that, I can easily go and jump up on high ground. I can easily, you know, drop down from high ground and jump back up, up after a short amount of time. So I have a really, really big mobility to come with it. So this is the question. Are you going to remove the one-shot ability, but you keep the movement ability, you keep the... Um, I forgot what the word is, the name is for the uh, round thing that slows people. You keep... Um, I mean, you, you know, you keep anymore. the... Oh, yeah, that's slowly you're right. Uh, my bad. But, you know, you keep this, but which puts additional damage out, can, you know, put pressure out or deny someone to walk through a certain area if they're really low. Are you going to keep that? Are you going to keep the ability to charge your rifle up this fast? I feel like a reducement in, like, the rifle charging um, could make up for them continuing to let her charge up with all of that she is charging it up with. Or she could, you know, have a reducement and damage output from the charging of her rifle to make up for it. Because then you put, again, a higher skill ceiling on the hero where the people actually have to hit the shots for the one-shot headshot or else they're back to having to charge up the rifle again. And then, you you know, if, they're, if, they're, if, if the actual primary fire is nerfed, um, it puts the skill ceiling up for the person, you know, for the people having to use her, which in turn makes her again easier to counter i just don't know if this is something that blizzard wants to do because blizzard was always talking about wanting to remove shields to that extent yeah. from the game and shields are one of the main thing that sojourn is really good to be played into because they just charge her rifle up yeah absolutely. that's the question you know the question is how like there's different ways on how to balance this it's just what else do they have planned with the game what direction do they want the game to go into and from that, they need to nerf what they see fit. If obviously, you know, if um, shields are coming back again massively, it's an even bigger reason to keep one shots in there because shields are massive. You know, yeah, if, if, you, if you're behind like, a shield. If, if we are back yeah. to the days of Ryan having 2,000 shield, right? Which, exactly. Uh, if, yeah, exactly. I think the one shot should be there. It's. With, with uh, that was okay. sorry to interrupt. Me, like, uh, sorry wanna, to interrupt. I'm, yeah, sorry. Anyway, yeah, let, me yeah. before, let, me, let me let me just get because otherwise it makes no sense if I say this afterwards. Uh, there are people claiming that Widow gets countered by a Ryan. This is not the case because no, of the position. I am that a Widow Ryan main. I don't pick Ryan <laughs> to counter Widow. I I like I'm there with my shield, like looking up up, like you can't do chuck shit. <laughs> You can't you do jack shit as Brian against the widow, but 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 we're obviously not just talking about the widow one shot. There are other one shots as well in the game yeah. where Ryan can hold a certain stance against with the shield. But we're speaking more about like a Sigma shield or now the Ramatra shield uh, because yeah. they, those shields are flexible. Uh, just so not to have the confusion here. Because I see so many people in different servers and on Overwatch, you know, again, a lot of new players who just joined to the game and they think they know a certain amount of things that they sadly don't know about just yet and saying, oh, yeah, just go Ryan against the Widow. That is not at all what we're talking about. So just to make this really clear. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Eric, continue. 
No, 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 that's funny. As, as a, again, as a Ryan yeah. main, uh, no, no, I don't pick a widow. I don't pick a Ryan to counter a widow. Like if I if if I know <laughs> that I'm going into that matchup as a Ryan, yeah. One thing that I'm making sure, hopefully, that I can make the rotations to the position that she's gonna either yeah. be or she is. See, with yeah. for me, one shots. Right, I am a. I I personally think. They're like, yeah. Widowmaker one-shots are good, right? They, they, they good. I, I think they're healthy, right? Because they require so yeah. much skill. But the problem with, like, uh, again, Hanzo said it's, pre, it's pretty random. It feels it's... random because it's a projectile, right? Mm-hmm. But a projectile does take more skill to land than a, than a hitscan shot, right? But that projectile has, <laughs> zero, <laughs> z- that, that has zero fall of damage. Right, so it I, does feel, I like feel like it... that's yeah. I feel like that. Yeah. See, this is you, you. You mentioned a really important thing, which is fall of damage. I feel like yeah. fall of damage is one of the best things on how to balance something like Hanzo, simply for the fact that Hanzo is not supposed to be a long range sniper. So Widow it, is supposed it to counter Hanzo long, long range, but it, it should not be happening. That that long range Hanzo stuff exactly. should not be happening. Exactly. So, but, but the problem is that also with the Storm Arrow, obviously as well, which I'm not sure actually at this moment in time if Storm Arrow headshot is a thing. I think it was removed where no, you no, can no, Storm no, no. Arrow. Storm, is, this, storm was... is it back in? So, because uh, that would be ridiculous if Storm Arrow had headshots count the same as normal headshots because I would oh, think no, no, the, no, the ability completely OP. Uh, it used I to. Think... Yeah, no, they when used it was to. First... Oh, because Storm use, Arrow, uh... yeah, St- Storm Arrow was brought out um, as a rework from uh, Scatter Arrow, which used to be able to one-shot tanks, which is a completely different story. Thank God that oh, was well, out. That was removed from the, the game. Floor. You had to look at the four and just pull the trigger, and it would work. Exactly, exactly. But Storm Arrow, at a certain uh, during a certain amount of time, had the ability to headshot as well. So imagine someone standing in fucking Narnia and just Storm Arrowing to point, and you're going to get like fucking five headshots. That is not. That's that's not. Like that. That's crap. Like we don't really yeah, need yeah. to talk about that. Uh, but so people, you can, so you can still hand, <laughs> uh, headshot on them. It's just the damage multiplier isn't it's enough reduced. to actually kill them. Exactly. Exactly. So, which is fine, which is fine, which I don't, I don't think always used to be the case. But the thing is, now we still have, like, we, we're still at a point where a Hanzo arrow from fucking Narnia that wasn't even meant to hit and it's just spammed into a random direction of where they, you know, that they will come, uh, come from. Which again, you have the Sona arrow as well to look for that. You can simply hit headshots based on complete chance. And yeah, most headshots will be on complete chance. There are very, very few players, apart from, you know, Siegel, uh, Arge and Co., who are able to consistently aim and learn those headshots in this particular manner. So now you have a lot of, like, lower ceiling players, non- no pro players, you know, spamming those angles to get those ha- headshots in a, in a very predictable way. And I think that's the main concern for people is that you know like you can you can simply spam a certain angle and you even have a sonar to look at when they're coming out um again i am not too bothered by this i feel like there are a lot of other things in the game that are uh that require a lot more balancing other than hanzo 
but I do see where the upset is coming from. So using a fall of damage for this, where you know you don't take out too much to make him uh, invalid again, but you basically introduce a fall of damage where you're making it a little bit more like harder, you know, for like, like the hands needs to be in a mid range in order to actually, you know, that won't re that won't remove the randomness of the headshots it also won't re remove hanzo spamming because hanzo is meant to spam um yeah. similar to Junk junkrat they are both shield break heroes they used to be used to they're still used to break shields so they are meant to spam it's just you should maintain that and then essentially take like reserve maybe the positioning on hanzo that you have to position smarter with him I mean, even Widow was nerfed for a set amount of time because people would just headshot each other from spawn. They would stand in spawn oh, yeah, no, and headshot. Yeah. Like, it, you can it, definitely it change that. Yeah, you can definitely balance that without r ruining the hero. I just don't think that Hanzo is a particular problem in the game. The, I don't the, really the think problem, he is. The, the, the problem with one-shots, right, in, in, in Overwatch yeah. is that it truly... Um, use to some extent to some extent the speed mm. of the game like for example uh i am i am running a composition where it's all about rotations i need a lucio i need my whole entire yeah. team to rotate to one space that would make it takes a pig just just picks off one of my players then i have to reset again which causing me to play slower which have which i have to you know play very slow, very careful, and quite a lot of people don't like that, right? And the, the the team aspect of Overwatch, what really makes this game beautiful, people are arguing that the one-shots ruin that. One-shots make the game be more solo queue like a game where you just log in, pick up this character, and you get picks, which, to be honest, to some extent it is, but it depends on the match that you get put into. But we played in different environments like let's yeah. be, let's be honest have you seen a widow in scrims <laughs> very 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 rarely very rarely i personally haven't seen one but i haven't scrimmed for ages and also yeah, um, I've, yeah seen, but... I've seen a widow in scrims and i've seen her get absolutely annihilated yeah, because absolutely. scrims so... have scrims have the you know the, scrims have the, the, for anyone who doesn't know a scrim is a team practice. So you have set teams with the same players that used to be on the or that are on the team. Um, it's similar to like you know Overwatch League players who are signed contractually signed to be on a specific esports team, and the scrim is a team practice against other teams who are then scrimming against you. So this is what a scrim is, meaning you play with the same people regularly against different teams as a team. And you know what your teammates are playing like. You, you you know they're not random teammates you get assigned to. No no no. It's a it's a it's established five people on a team playing a specific role yeah. and playing picking specific characters and you are practicing and and so forth. Practicing that, yeah. That, so yeah, you have a lot more communication. Right? You have a lot more uh, like you you can imagine even if you put on a voice you know even if you go in voice chat on comp. And you talk to your people and let's say magically there are five people in there on a user service. <laughs> so let's, <laughs> let's say, you know, let's say that's the case. You don't know these people. You don't know their play style. You're not used to playing with them. So you have to call out a lot more uh, basic stuff um, in, in order to make it work, work. Whereas in scrims, you oftentimes know people well enough 
and you can focus on making more complicated uh, strategies or having more, you know, advanced callouts. Generally speaking, scrims have a lot of comms. People talk with each other, and therefore, you know, if you are on a hero that is very easily counted, it is quite quite likely going to happen that the other team that you're scrimming against or playing a tournament against is going to to counter you they have if then your team has lesser coordination against being countered you're gonna lose you could be the better players but you're gonna lose that's that's yeah different very different environment yeah absolutely and like when we when we speak about these things we have like quite a lot of arguments that i've seen it's just overall again ranked play right i mean yeah the thing the the thing about one shots it's I hate the one shot on Hanzo and on Soul John. I don't mind on Widow because I know Widow skip very well. I know that that's her only power. But when I look at Soul John, and despite the fact that she needs a pocket to watch shot, right? But even before that, just having better mobility than than Widow, much more frequently ha- frequently happening, and. The fact that she was able to just build it off by shooting shields, which people, by the way, instant feedback about the the, mm. the charge up was to uh, she can't she can't charge up off shields. She should be shooting people, which that was the first initial feedback from high level yeah. players. It was like, nah, nah, nah. She should not be charging this off off shield. She should be like shooting people. And if we had the railgun that didn't have one like the headshot yeah. multiplier, but it worked like. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, soldiers helix, helix rockets. I would mm. say that's a better deal because soldiers. I, I don't know. That's, that that oh, okay, that's debatable. Thing, like, that's debatable. It's, it's not. It's not doable. I don't think it's possible because I, I, so, I would so, say because, yes. Um, if if you give a consistent, mm. if you give a consistent, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make the exact same numbers. Right? For example, like helix rocket, only yeah. does one hundred damage. Like on impact. No, I'm, like not, I'm, not hit... on, I'm not on yeah. about the number. What yeah, I'm on yeah, about is about the fact numbers. that Helix is a projectile. So I think it'd be very, very difficult to execute that as a projectile. Given no, that no, 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 whole... no. I'm, I'm talking about oh, the I... way how you hmm. use it. So it, on Soldier, okay. you use it to finish off opponents if you didn't hear enough shots. And that's why I want kind of Sojourn to become that projectile version where her primary fire will be dead mm-hmm. to killing people. And if they're half HP, then you can press the railgun to hit I, them to I kill completely, them. I completely, I completely disagree with this. Sorry, Eric, I, I, I wholeheartedly see, disagree. I see, I see the argument. I see the argument of yeah. like, no, that it's a railgun. That's her personality. She should be able to one shot. That's not even why. Which, that's not which, even why. It's because it would then make it easier for people to play her, and she would become even more AP. If you if you improve her primary fire, which is weak for a reason it's weak to make up for the railgun you then have to aim less and have like a free almost like a free right click ability to just finish off a kill it's it's a, like it, it would it would enable her to go on like a lot more different positions where she could start to become a lot closer you know and, and potentially pressure people out a lot more if her primary fire was better um, it actually, what you described, reminded me of Echo because Echo obviously has a beam that after a certain, so if, um, let's say... Uh, 50%, if 50% enemy... of your overall health and then yeah. her beam does 200 yeah. damage. 
exactly. yes, so I remember. If, if, I remember when she are, came out, she were... was bursting me down. I was on Ryan, and then she would just like look. I would look at an echo, yeah. and I would blink, and I would die. Like <laughs> I remember she's that. She's still, she's still good. This is the thing. She is still yeah. good, but she isn't played anywhere near as much because she has like a really high skill skill ceiling on how how you play her. And the the thing is, she is also counted, obviously, by hit scan, uh, by hit scans, and also she is counted by Sojourn. So I feel like uh, one of the big things that Sojourn counters Echo or Farah in is that she is able to combine the like weaker projectile um, with like the the hit scan aspect of the railgun of being able to to click to click them down. Uh, this is the thing. Without a mercy pocket, I still don't think this should be a one shot. Uh, that said, uh, if you don't have that, you are most likely going to have uh, Echo bursting people down with a beam, which you could, you know, just basically burst two people down at once. You can basically yeah. beam two people with Echo. So Echo then becomes unbalanced if if you were to change that up, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm I... not taking any stance. I'm just telling you what yeah, I no, saw. No, 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 I, I know what you mean. Feedback, I know what you mean. Right? Like, yeah. I, 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 like, I see the POV of the people that are like, no, we should remove this. Like, why the hell? Well, I'm trying to get my team to get from one point to another. And they just get point quick. Yeah. And I have to wait for them to back from spawn. And then I see the argument of like, no, because these one shots are there to give you a power f- to control your own games. Which I'm like, yeah, no, mm. that's fair, right? Like, majority of the time, yeah. majority of players are in solo queue right the uh, the environment that i want to play in which is that team based mm. right that that scream type of environment right that's what i really yeah. like that's that's what i really like about overwatch that's why i really want to play and i hope there will be a mode that will you know that will enable that right but I, I mean, there is. That's if, the thing. There, if, there, there is. If, if, people, yeah, exactly. it, it is meant just, to be. It is meant to be played like this. It's just people. Yeah, people in in most in most elos, like people in the most common, the most people playing this game, don't play it accurately how it is meant to be played because it is, you know, such a high skill ceiling game. Overwatch is unbelievably fast paced. Paced. It is requ- like. As as accessible as it is for a lot of different uh, players and for all different player bases, um, it is extremely fast paced. It, it's extremely mentally taxing, and it requires a, quite a high amount of mechanical skill in either of the mechanical sections that I was talking about. If you want to, you know, play on on a high level, and because you know the the game has developed so much over the past like years since two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, because six, of seven, this, yes. the, the, yeah, the, because of this, the higher ranks are a lot more demanding now than they used to be. Some sometimes, if you if you like, this is no offense to any any streamers back then, but you know, even people who are like, you know, people like ML Seven, genuinely really really good at the game, uh, make fantastic educational content. You know, when he was in platinum back at the time. Uh, uh, or actually, let, let's put it differently. People that are now in platinum or in like low diamond play similar to what people in masters several years ago played like. And yeah, yeah, because no, 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 the, that's that's that, you know that's, I mean? that's 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 what overall happens, right? It's 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 yeah, the exactly. lifespan of the game. You get more people getting it's, yeah. It, 
you know, it, that knowledge of high level eventually goes down to lower ranks, right? It's it happens. Yeah, and that, but, but then it also it, it changes the higher ranks as well. The higher ranks become more and more and more demanding because of how competitive it is, and because of more people playing competitively. So this team based game, I would even say, you are more. Uh, and Cam is saying in Overwatch League 2, that's true. Uh, you are even now playing even more of a team-based game than you would have maybe four years ago because more people now know uh, you know, more about the game. The game has developed. It's just at the moment, I think you have a, like I said earlier, a very large amount of new players that don't have that experience just yet. So it feels like we've reversed two years back in like yeah, the most no. lower elos. You know what I mean? Like, like suddenly, gold feels like what it felt like two years ago, when a few months ago, gold felt completely differently. And that can be really upsetting for people, and that can be really frustrating. Absolutely, for those. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I can I can speak from experience. I mean, when I was yeah. grinding Overwatch One ranked, uh, very I, I remember this briefly. Yeah. I peaked in Overwatch One in platinum. And at the end of the game's lifespan, yeah. I finally hit that platinum. I was stuck in God for many, many, many seasons. Yeah. And and it was all because the, the player base over there was genuinely very good. And right now in mm. Overwatch, I feel like uh, in Overwatch 2, I almost hit diamond. Yeah. I almost mm-hmm. hit diamond. And is it because, the, because there's so much, because of these new players are coming in, that gold gold rank that i remember does not exist anymore that level of skill lowered because i was able to run them over like it's actually crazy how quickly it took me at the launch of overwatch 2 it took me like three weeks of pure zarya one tricking and i was already in part five But this like is. But this is. I was, I was about to say. <laughs> I, I was about to. I was about to say that the thing is. I mean, this is first of all an amazing achievement. So well done. Honestly, that's great. It's just in Overwatch Two because you remove one tank. Um, they basically gave the tank that now is the only tank, which is completely valid. They yeah, needed like the, to the, buff the, the tanks power, because now. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, now you need to make up for yet another person, which also means, however, obviously there's a lot more pressure on one person to perform in the tank role. If I'm on support and my other support is slacking, I can pick that up. I can pick the slack up because I'm the second support. If I'm tank and I'm slacking, there's no one doing that job for me. So in this sense, it's nope. a really big achievement. But also, at the start, and, and still, tanks were and still are, unbelievably unbalanced they just recently put an orisa patch out uh you had hawk being unbelievably op you had orisa being broken literally to the point that she was being almost unkillable you had junker queen being broken that. during overwatch league because because there was no suzu just yet um no. the only thing that somewhat countered that or not not somewhat countered the only thing that highly countered that uh, was Kiriko, but Kiriko then now became a must-pick, and Suzu is unbelievably broken as well. So this is why, like, this is the criticism I actually have of what the state of Overwatch is in right now, is that while the game is playable, and it's nice, and I, I like 5v5, meanwhile, more than I do 5v, uh, 6v6, because it enables other roles to stop botting. If I'm an Ana, and I have two tanks and one DPS to heal up, and potentially another support when she peels, or when they peel, 
yeah. then I, I am a lot less enabled to go aggressively on her than if I have one tank and if I have a Mercy with me, maybe I have one more DPS to pocket, you know, and then I can go aggressive elsewhere. Or if I have like a Lucio, I'm just being sped in, you know, so, I, so it enables me completely differently having one person less on the team. So in that aspect, it's nice. It's just they have not balanced the game to the point that um, heroes are on a similarly equal, uh, similar, somewhat equal level. They are not. You had games, or you still have games, where if your tank, your tank picks, a, you know, it doesn't even have to be a counter. Like, obviously, if your tank picks Winston and they have a Hawk, and Hawk is on top of that OP, not only is the Hawk going to counter the Winston, but he's OP on top. So, you know, obviously that's, like, extremely hard to make up for. But even if you have, let's say, something like, uh, you know, you have, like, something like a Junker Queen um, versus, like, a Diva, right? Which is roughly evil, uh, equal, in my opinion, and the way how it's balanced. You still, if you then don't, if you if you then don't have a Suzu on your on the team against the Junker Queen anti, it can literally just that it's just that can literally lose you the team fight. It's 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 gotten to this extent, and it's not been completely different in the past. Just it used to be in lower elo. It used to be there used to be a lot more leeway. Like when I was coaching two years ago, I would tell people you can definitely one trick in lower elo and you know, be fine if you if you know, you know, how to play your hero correctly and you will lose a few more games because you're not countering. But now you absolutely have to counterpick. Like, it's not even a question anymore. Even in low elo, we now have to counterpick or else the game is pretty much lost. And that oh. shows that the game is not balanced. If I can only select two or three support heroes, two or three DPS heroes, and maybe one or two tank heroes, then the game is not balanced. In my opinion. Absolutely. That, that, you know, like, I have to... If I have a game with, I don't know, fucking 40-odd heroes, it's perfectly normal to have stronger heroes and less stronger heroes. It's perfectly normal to have a meta. But if you have a a meta that is such a hard meta... Like, people were complaining about the Bab Lucio Rush meta um, that there was for, like, four or five seasons. Uh, in scrims, especially in, like, higher tier, you could not play anything other than Bab Lucio. It was, if you played anything else other than Bab Lucio, you, like, 90% of the time you were losing the game. But in comp, in comp, you were still able to get away with Ana Lucio, for example. Moira Lucio, even though Moira was absolutely awful at the time. You know, Mercy Ana. Mercy uh, Ana. She's still bad until this day. <laughs> no, no, no. She actually, she, she, she got, like, because of, like, her, she is a lot more vi uh, viable right now. Because of faith being really strong, yeah, true, um, yeah. but that's a different. It's a different thing. But see, this is the issue now. Now it's it's going back to uh, having a hard meta with maybe one or two different variations of that meta. Except it's not in scrims. It's in fucking gold. <laughs> and <laughs> part of the reason for this is that you know the MMR and the SR got reset. You have a whole pool of players completely like unevenly matched up i've been in games where i had someone who picked masters who may have dropped down to diamond um in a gold game against like a silver peaked gold tank that's not fair on the person that like you've got to imagine as a game developer i'm th like i'm not a game developer but if i was a game developer i would be thinking 
I want new people to join this game. I want to make this game more attractive. I want to increase the player base, which is going to benefit other people as well by decreasing queue times. I, I want to invite new people to play the game. It is not a fair experience for anyone newly joining the game to get either absolutely rolled by being on the team with the better MMR, secret MMR, to yeah. either get, uh, uh, sorry, to being on the team with the lesser MMR. So you get absolutely rolled or you roll. You want to have uh, games that are similar, that are equal. You want to have games that are 99, 99. Those are the games where people maybe have to sweat a little bit in order to like win, but where both teams feel equal. Those are good games. Those are games people enjoy. Those are the games that people want to come back to the game for. They'll say, oh, oh, we had like, you know, we were like winning and losing some games, but like, you know, like, oh, you know, you want to have a somewhat even ratio, not just of win or loss, but those experienced games, the, the actual game, in-game experience needs to be balanced too you don't want to just roll or get rolled that's not enjoyable and it's not fair for a new player to get thrown into that environment either um but now you know it's it's pretty much just that like very rarely i, I have maybe five or six games that are either a completely obvious win a completely obvious loss and maybe one game i have an actual good game where you know i have to like I see, like, oh, the team has to, like, you know, put some effort in and you can win this game or you can lose this game and it is even. This is not the, the, the standard. At this moment in time where this podcast is happening, this is not the experience most people have in the game and which I can completely understand is causing upset. I'd be upset too. I'd, I'd feel like I'm wasting my time. Even if I was just rolling people, even if I was just, like, I had games where, let me, let me show you guys. And this is in quick play as well, by the way, because of the MMR reset. So you obviously have the same, you know. Yeah, so someone in my chat is saying, uh, not me smurfing in Masters right now, either destroying or barely winning. Exactly. I, I have played in every single ELO up to like 3-8 in the past two seasons. Maybe 3-9. I've played in every single of those ELOs. Um, and I've played in some of them on PC and in some of them on console. And everywhere it was exactly the same, no matter... No matter what I saw, I've watched people play and I saw exactly the same. Um, I've been on different accounts, exactly the same. I would lose games in silver when in the past I could go in silver and I could single-handedly carry a game a lot easier than it, than I can do now. Uh, because Not because my teammates are bad, like I'm making mistakes as well. Uh, and I'm, by the way, I'm speaking not of like me being on DPS or anything because I'm just currently trying to improve on DPS. I'm speaking of those games, me on my main role that I peaked 3-8 with, right? But I, I think I peaked 3-9 and I left off 3-8. It doesn't fucking matter. So not me being on my, like, me, like not me being on like an, an off role, me being on my main role struggling in silver, you know? Like, yeah, because that's... I have people... Because I have people being completely unaware of what they need to do. I had, I had, you know, I was, I would be matched up with like a Ryan player who didn't realize, uh, you know, who didn't realize that his shield re recharges because they were that new to the game. Like, how is that fair to the Ryan player to get absolutely annihilated the second they try this game out and they're new to the game? That's not fair to the new players either. I'm not even talking about, you can still absolutely rank up in the game how it is now you just need to put 
so much more time and so much more effort in and kind of be the matchmaking dice and that takes yeah. up a lot more time and effort than people are willing a lot of the time people are willing to spend currently me I, i'm trolling half the time because i am just <laughs> you know like I mean, yeah so the the my question is then because mm. I think we, we we kind of spoke about a lot of things. I definitely want to go back to this conversation later on after a couple, maybe couple after a couple of seasons. You know, because we've been talking about overall Overwatch, and so Let me see if the I camera have... picks this up. Hold up, Eric. I'm just putting yeah, something yeah, yeah. in the camera. I don't think I don't think it picks it up though. Unfortunately, it does. Look at the oh yeah, it's a bit bright, but. Yeah, this was a game where I was on tank. I have, uh, this was a, I can't remember, I can't see, I didn't take a picture of how long the game was. It was a comp game though. In this comp game on D.Va, I have 20 eliminations, 7 assists. I didn't die a single time. My DPS have 5 on May 5, on Widow 7, um, Elims. Um, my supports have... Uh, my my Mora has seventeen elims that she mostly she mostly dove with me, um, which is which is fair, you know. The enemy tank, Anorisa, Meta Pig, Anorisa has two elims and died five times. We were this was I think Junkertown. We were just rolling through them, and that that's, is that's, not that's my experience. Fun. That's <laughs> that is not fun. That's not fun for me. Like sometimes I'm on the enemy team where I'm getting rolled. But this is not fun for me. It's not fun for them. It's not fun for anybody. That is not how a game should be like. And I was looking at the other tanks profile. And uh, it was a private profile. But I did see that there was some endorsement on this. This person must have played a little bit. I would not be surprised if this person was completely new to the game. Started trying out a comp. And then got matched against me. On a smurf. On a Smurf, I believe, like my actually not Smurf because I I think I was on my uh, PC account, but like I'm, you know, at the very least when I left off a Diamond Tank player, how's that fair? How's that fair to maybe a new player who got placed in gold? It's just not. It's not fair. It's and I I did not enjoy that. The matchmaking is inconsistent. The matchmaking is just inconsistent, and people are looking at the ranks going, going like, like what yeah. is this Elo? What is this Elo? What is this rank? Like people don't have that knowledge and. People don't get put exactly. into the lobbies that they deserve. I'm sorry, but I, I really yeah. want to no, wrap it's this true. up. It's true. I, I, I want to... It's not a factor of, like, your teammates are bad. This is a really bad mentality, by the way, to have. You should always look for your own uh, mistakes. Oh, yeah. watching. Please do not okay, use this Can I tell that story, please? Can I t- yeah. Yeah, yeah, I go, have on, a great go, example. On, go on. I have a great <laughs> example of having a bad mentality. So... Yeah. I recently, as a as an over, uh, I decided to send out a free agent me- uh, free agent message saying that I'm looking for a team to play Overwatch with, right to scrim because I really love that yeah. environment. And I got a proper. <laughs> the person that reached out to me was a mercy one trick that literally asked me, "Do you want a pocket?" And then then I asked her for a rank, and then uh, I, oh, I that, asked. Yeah. I asked the, for, for the rank and they go oh yeah no I'm gold but I have doubled the healing and it's because oh, of my, my teammates God. and then and then and then I put and then I uh, DM'd her say, uh, DM'd that person saying uh, let me tell you something we learned that back in Overwatch 1 stats mean nothing 
And then, uh, yeah, especially <laughs> heel. Can... <laughs> I'm sorry, but heel stunts mean very, very, very little. That, that tells I'm sorry me nothing. To put that out there. If you have, uh, <laughs> yeah, but the, the the point is, she that person said, but uh, my teammates were bad, and I said trash mentality, and no, I don't want a mercy pocket. And then I if, just, if she I knew, just stopped talking. If she, yeah, if talking she... I took the stop talking to that person. But the point is, yeah. If, you don't think about yourself first, but because we are humans, it's easy. We look for blame in somebody else. Yeah, it's, it's just exactly. human nature, unfortunately. But let me put it this way. Uh, I also want to wrap this up. But if you have that bad mentality of thinking your teammates, yeah. not you, you need to learn how to self-reflect. You need to understand exactly. and to look at yourself and practice. But I want to really wrap this up with one more question. Yeah, After it. all go we said... It. We will definitely go back to this conversation, absolutely, uh, in future seasons mm. when Overwatch, and we will really de- go yeah. deep down to Overwatch 2. Um, I have a question. Is, is Overwatch 2 a failure of 2022 after of, of what we all said, and what's the future, in your opinion? Um, well, I don't think uh, I would call it a failure. I don't think so. Uh, maybe... Maybe I personally don't like it in the state that it is right now. I don't enjoy playing it currently, but you know, I need to I need to unbias myself here and not answer this based on do I like Overwatch? Do I like to play Overwatch right now? Yes or no? At this moment in time, I don't. Um, well, I do it to an extent. I don't like to to play ranked. I don't like to play comp at the moment. I like to play scrims. I like playing scrims. I like playing in tournaments. I just don't like the, the comp aspect of Overwatch anymore um, because of all the things that we've been talking about. Uh, yeah. But I don't think it's a failure because if if you see this from like a Blizzard perspective, uh, Overwatch 2, first of all, has completely... Um, uh, okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. For you. No, 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 let me... For you. I sh- no, no, I'm sorry, sorry, it, sorry. For you, because the question was aimed at you. Yeah, I but wanted I'm still, your perspective. I'm still, yeah, but I'm still <laughs> answering. I know this, but I still... my my opinion is my personal opinion on this is based on a bit of a broader view that i have if i think of what blizzard has actually fixed blizzard has fixed uh, for example queue times this was a really really big complaint people had about overwatch uh, one was that sometimes you had 50 minutes in a queue and for the most part queue times are fixed you have maybe two three minutes of a queue i remember even in like a diamond or even you know in high plat sometimes you would sit there for 15 16 minutes waiting for a game which uh is a valid point to not play it you know as someone who who i, I do a lot um of of things you know different things in in my in my day-to-day if i'm working to studying to doing my twitch I, there's a lot of time that I need in a day for specific things. So if I sit there waiting for a game for 20 minutes and maybe I get two games out, maybe Waste one game time. in an hour, that is not, yeah, that's not, I cannot justify that. So that's a massive thing that they fixed. Um, secondly, they fixed it by getting new players in. Even though I don't like that they fucked up the MMR and the SR by resetting it and now throwing new players and all the players like this together. Uh, it did fix, you know, the queue times and it did give them uh, a bigger monetization, a bigger, you know, budget to keep the game running. If we think of what we were talking about at the start of the podcast, you know, thinking about the sexual um, harassment, uh, sexual assault lawsuit they had against um, a particular division in Blizzard uh, and, and, and other, generally other lawsuits that they have, I know that they need, they do need a certain 
budget and a certain like success in the game to keep it going. So I am glad that they got more players. They, they you know they revived the game in a specific way. They remarketed it. They they the, basically they, they enabled the game to live longer. Now, generally, they did because you know the, the game was not in the best state um in in terms of you know in terms of like not not to say like the the balancing the the game was a lot more balanced uh, at the end of Overwatch 1 than it all used to be you know they they went through a lot of nothing to to get there like nothing break nothing you know nothing mercy nothing like all sorts of heroes but from like like you know from from uh, financial aspect i don't think overwatch was making anyone near as much the money that it needed to make for a start so i did not want to see the game die i maybe would have had two maybe three more years of that game and eventually it would have probably died out because the servers cost a certain thing to maintain and blizzard obviously wants to make a profit we do live in a capitalist society not saying that's good but as a player i wouldn't want to see the game die so even though i don't personally like what it is like right now uh, seeing that this sustains the game, I see it as an option for Blizzard and for the developers to set things right and by doing so attract more people, giving more people the opportunity to get fascinated and captured by the game and to ease into the game. I just don't like the execution of how it was done. That's what I don't like. So maybe I'm I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm hopeful that maybe Overwatch will uh improve and actually get to a much, much better state now that Blizzard is able to maintain it financially, maintain it, you know, by changing to Battle Pass version, um, has now a, a, a bigger player base and is potentially able to just fix what's not currently working. Because otherwise, we wouldn't even have gotten this far. Otherwise, the game would not have lasted this long. This, this is what you know. This is my opinion, um, and this is why I needed to bring Blizzard up there because, as a player, you need to sometimes remove yourself from just the comp experience. You need to, you need to see, you know, especially as someone in esports, you need to see how is this game developing, in order for, in order for you to make a judgment on, you know, whether or not this this game has potential and overwatch has always had amazing potential but now i feel like it's not perfect i am not happy with it right now i'm pissed with it if anything but i see the potential is still there and i think they have a, a better opportunity to change that potential and improve and actually enable you know the the benefits of the game than they did before now that the the game has changed to the way that it did just you know the overall not just not just speaking about the comp experience speaking about the overall uh, attractiveness of the game you need a decent player base to keep a game running so in that aspect uh you know they absolutely succeeded what i would love for them i would love for them to you know listen to uh the issues that players are having especially with matchmaking and MMR, improve on those things that aren't working, not pretend that everything is working when it doesn't, but actually improve on the things that aren't working and we'll have ourselves a fantastic game if that happens. Additional top points, if they, you know, 
if they um, introduce a women's Overwatch League to enable women in esports more. Additional top points. But that's not about the in-game experience. That has nothing to do with the in-game experience. So I wouldn't say it's a failure, but I also wouldn't say it's a success. I would say it's a potential success if Blizzard takes the steps to actively improve it then it can potentially be a really huge success so that's my that's my statement on this and on that beautiful note from uh my <laughs> guest we're gonna be ranting up this podcast thank you All everybody right. that has been uh <laughs> that have been listening to the podcast <laughs> if you uh, are if you are <laughs> if you are okay let me just finish this if you are on uh, if you are on uh youtube or our personal links to our personal accounts on personal social uh our personal social media will be down in the description if you are on uh listening podcast services uh please uh follow us subscribe us uh press red we'll have more shows more people more people are involved i can say personally from behind the scenes there's been some things that i've been working on again i am eric i am the new face of steamly if there are ideas that you want me to give to me and my my dms are open my message box is open i'm looking for ideas i am a human at the end of the day i can't think of everything that that i can create so please drop and thank you for uh my guest luna to being on the podcast yeah thank you very much you guys for having me i was gonna say are you gonna are you gonna do the typical youtuber outro like 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 subscribe it's actually it's actually (laughs) hilarious okay 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 it's actually uh, it's actually hilarious it's actually hilarious uh statistics show if you tell uh people to do more than just one thing they never do nothing so uh i just asked to do one thing but it doesn't matter it's time to end the podcast thank you very much for listening and i hope uh, for having me thank you so much for having me really appreciate that Uh, if anyone by the way if if this is okay to mention um obviously eric knows this uh so i'm quite new to streaming um but i'm not particularly new to coaching even though i you know personally don't grind as much as you guys might do on comp I have a lot of uh, experience coaching individual players and teams for different tournaments, uh, amateur tournaments, I should mention. So if people, you know, especially those people that um, we were talking about that are completely new to the game, those who feel overwhelmed and those who feel like they can't ease into the game because, you know, they're not being given the chance, um, I'm more than happy to help new players out as well. A lot of coaches will typically coach, you know, uh, more experienced players, which I do too. But I just want to want to put a, a bit of a shout out out there that if you are a new player, uh, excuse me, I'm still I'm still sick. My God, I'll never. I swear to God, I'll always be sniffling. <laughs> uh, no, if you are, if you are, yeah, Eric sees me with the pocket tissues to, to my side. Um, but if you are a new player, please just know, don't be put up, put off by this game at this moment in time. Uh, know that you can reach out to players who are more experienced. Um, and to coaches as well, to myself too, by the way, know that you can reach out if you genuinely want to learn about the game. I know it can seem unbelievably overwhelming, especially the state it is in right now. I promise you, there are people who can ease you in and you'll have a great time, even if I'm complaining about 24-7. <laughs> I promise every, you, it's every, actually fun. Every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, everything I just wanted to that was... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything, everything that was just mentioned will be in the link of description oh. of uh, of the YouTube video. <laughs> uh, I personally, I personally, uh, despite the fact uh, my guest is a small streamer, she has a small community of fun 
people to be around there's many people that are reaching out for coaching and she does it she she does what she says she does it absolutely voluntary yeah. just go out and, uh, and reach out for help and uh yeah. this is officially thank the you end. thank you again very much for <laughs> listening to this podcast and the fact that i should have ended this podcast two minutes ago it still keep on Sorry, going <laughs> My bad. No, we just have we just have passion for this. I I, I do love it. Yeah. Um, I am willing to learn a bit more about podcasting. Still, I am new to this, but I am huh. with the help of you, with the help of the viewers, with the help <laughs> of listenings. I can I can get better. And thank you yeah. very much again for listening. Goodbye.